So the program, it's not, uh, it's not, a it's pyramid not scheme. a pyramid scheme. It's not. Because a pyramid scheme is like when you have to get other people to, con- and you have to buy stuff to sell the stuff. This is not that. This is just a health program. It's a health program, and I can help you. I can help all of you. You can do all you need as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You are the Michael Scott. I can save you right cash. Yep. <laughs> but it's not a pyramid. It's not a pyramid. It's not a pyramid. Because I'm not taking on people to also sell it. I'm just trying to get people to get healthy. And how That's are you making money? That's the question. By the product. Mm. <laughs> Exploitation. All right. Like I don't have it's to buy MLM. stuff. Next thing you know, Spencer. Well, you next call thing it? you know, Spencer. Multi-level marketing. Yeah. yeah, that's different than a pyramid scheme, though. No, it's the same thing. John Oliver. No, it's will not. Tell okay, you. it's not that then. <laughs> now, this next thing mess. that comes out of Spencer's mouth will be trust the plan. <laughs> it. <laughs> you you can be a coach if you want, dude. Seriously, because you're good on social media. You would get people that would come to you, and you would have people buy the stuff. Hey, Christian, are you recording? Are you oh, recording? Oh, wow. You recording? Joel, you recording? I'm recording. Are you recording? Spencer, are you recording? Are you recording? I am. Are you we recording? We got the child, the sin, <laughs> the Mandalorian. I'm rapping already in the season two premiere of this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from Navarro. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the season two premiere of Sequel Men, the podcast. We're back. It's 2021. We got a brand new series of episodes for you. And I am Christian Bring It All, and with me, as usual, is Spencer High. How are you? And also, you may have heard a voice or not next to me, uh, but to my immediate right, your immediate center, if you're listening in your headphones, we have a more, he's going to be more frequent, he said, be more involved with the pod. He's taking over our social media game, Joel! Thank you, yes. Hopefully you actually hearing my voice this time. Uh, what do you mean Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here. I'm back. Me it's me, Joel Powie, voice of this podcast, voice of the Laker Marching Band. LMR. Me. Uh, nope. Uh, at Voice of Joel. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Every Facebook time. page. But yes, I, I've i assumed social media responsibilities because I decided you. to be a nice guy and more charitable with my time. So... Anything that happens on the social media, is 99% fault. sure that it's going to be me. So, uh, if you have complaints, gotta... just oh, I'm sorry. Go blame ahead. me if something is off on the social media or you don't like it. Uh, I can take it. It's fine. Can you take it? Hey, Joel, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, we're in the midst, we're in the presence of a viral sensation. Mr. Christian, bring it all, really brought it all when he created a (laughs) meme of Inauguration Bernie 
with the mittens. He put him uh, next to Gandalf, and what do you know? Gandalf himself retweeted, yeah. shared the post. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Christian's getting 9,000 shares on Facebook. <laughs> He's getting 900 likes. He's getting 900 comments. I got in on the action. Mm-hmm. You know what? I tried that to do a shameless plug. I tried to do a shameless <laughs> plug in the common field, but that... Bet that's not the only thing you that plugged. Hey. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it is 2021. Here we go again. We are back. Season two. Loyal listeners, thanks like for returning. New movie. listeners, thanks for starting in season two for whatever reason. What are you, a Star Wars fan? We do more than Star Wars. We do film franchises. We're experimenting with television series, at least this one, The Mandalorian season one and season two. Right. We're expanding what we think is a franchise. But what we do is we talk about franchises, film franchises, rank them, rate them, got the fin scale, final important necessary scale. We're going to try to keep a little shorter than four hours this season, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll reach more people. Um, so well, let's I just mean, do, sitting here listening to Joel read out of the bat Bible. Let's just, the, okay. let's, just start, let's just start real quick. So it's 2021. Why don't... Yeah, What's new? I think I know where you're going. We got what? a new president. Yes. Coming up. Insert cheers. By the time this airs, we will have a Insert new president. Insert cheers. Officially. 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 We've had an attack on the Capitol already. We've had Betty White's birthday is the day of recording. She's 99. <laughs> she survived 22. Um, I have two okay. kids now. We got a daughter, Olive. She's upstairs sleeping. She's a baby. Uh, I got a haircut. Olivia. I, I lost 12 pounds this week. What's new with you guys? What's new with me? Do you want me to go first? Or how about you, Joel? No, you. Anyway, uh, how about me? Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, uh, number one, I started working at UPS. Whoop, whoop. So like you, Spencer, I have been losing some weight, lifting all these boxes into these semi-trucks. Um, it, I'm excited to go back to work in the next couple of weeks. I have to do some more employment stuff online. But it's been a good job. It's nice. It keeps me active and moving. And I can listen to music while I do it oh, yeah. and talk to my coworkers and do all that. It's really nice. I'm, I have lost, when I went to get my physical in November last year, I weighed 187 pounds. And when I check, sh- oh, hey, you're me again. You're ne- <laughs> Let's try less interruptions no, and, this uh, season. Oh, hey, also New Year's resolution Try not to interrupt people as much because I know I'm really bad at that. My New Year's resolution was to fucking swear more. So anyway, as more. I was saying, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> there I go. I, I did it right there. Anyway, did you hear mine though? Did no. you hear mine? I said my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to fucking swear more. <laughs> okay. And to help people and be more positive. <laughs> Good one. So Joel, any anything new with you coming into this? Yeah. This new twenty twenty one. Um, well, Genevieve and I are looking for a place to live. We're about yeah. 90 Cardboard box is getting a little cramped. One. <laughs> We're going to maybe take one final look tomorrow, but that's exciting. Let him get on a soapbox that also doubles as and his if, bathroom. And, and, and if, if that doesn't go well tomorrow or something happens, I guess we'll keep looking, but we'll see. We're, we're about to get a new place, so that's a, an exciting life chapter. I Very cool. That's Very about cool. It. When can I move in? Uh, it's going to be like March sometime. So No, when can I move in? When can you move in? Never. March? 
Oh, oh come on. Meme Lord, no. you want a Meme Lord living with you? No. Yeah. I ain't going to get Lord. a big head about but, it. But I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to be uh, virtually podcasting from a new closet. So we're, <laughs> we're he, uh, excited he came for out you. of his last one and now he's into a new <laughs> one. So. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I said you, you left your other closet and now you're in a new one. Thanks. Yes, exactly. Oh, that made me. Hopefully, laugh. this um, one is anyway. bigger. I think this one's uh, slightly bigger and a uh, mm, little more spa- well equipped. So yeah, I, that's what she said r- too. Right now, I'm guys, just, before we move on, I have to do this. I I have to start off the new year. Not what I wanted to do. This is not what I wanted to talk about to start this podcast. But welcome to Spencer's Sports Corner. On the day of recording, my heart is broken. My squad, the Green Bay Packers, lost um, in in uh, uncharacteristic fashion to the uh, Buccaneers. Oh, I mean the oh. Buccaneers and oh, Tom Brady. On. Okay, we had several defensive holding calls not called against us, and then one called or not called for us, and then one that was called against us that won the uh, won Tom Brady the game. So, I just want to say, I do not blame my team, and I do not blame the refs. I, 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 this was a great season. I'm not going to turn my back on them. I wish nothing but the worst for Tom Brady. I despise him as a quarterback. Um, I think he's probably a decent guy, but as a quarterback, I despise him. And I just want to offer my early congratulations to the Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, I, when, 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 when you get three interceptions against a guy that doesn't throw interceptions like that, and you only capitalize on one and you lose by six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, five points, that's kind of on you. That's kind of on you. But also, I just also would like to say, and I know, Joel, none of this is making sense to you because this is sports, but mm-hmm. I... I want to say more that next year, sleep. next year we're bringing it home. I'm confident to say Aaron's going to stay. We're going to draft a new cornerback to replace Kevin King, who start, single-handedly destroyed our season. Starting to sound season. like a Lions fan. And I do want to say something about the Lions too. And sometimes I think it is worse being a Packers fan. Or a, a fan of a team that has high expectations every year and you don't make it because we're so used to winning that we expect to win. And when you don't, it's heartbreaking. But if you go into the season knowing you're going to lose anyway and you just want to have a good time, that's fine. There is no expectation to uphold. So it's worse to get so far every year and then not complete it than it is to just not have a chance before the season even starts, Lions fans. And I also want to say good luck to Matthew Stafford wherever he goes because he deserved better, and he's finally going to get it when they trade him. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Joel. I'm done. I just want to end this by saying fuck Tom Brady. Okay. All right. Well, Spencer, thank you for that uh, analysis there. Um, we're back Thanks. with Joe Buck and <laughs> I Richard think I'm better Ball. Than him. Well, now I'm lost. I don't know. Now I'm lost for good. Anyways, about the uh, Gandalf thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopping right back on his victory lap. That's... (laughs) 
It was quite cool. Anyways, about my fame. If you get the reference, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Maybe so I don't what, think what you Gandalf do. thing. I don't know. We should probably talk about that was it. What we're actually here for. I mean What are we here for? M The Mandalorian. D A L O R I A N. I also what does that spell? before I forget it spells before I forget unnecessary. Before I forget, he's not gonna ever hear it until if I mean a podcast are still a thing, maybe when he's older, but my son Miles, he's two at the time of recording. And when I was finishing up these episodes, I was kind of, I didn't plan too well, so I had to finish watching it in the car, you know, on the way here. And I needed to keep him awake so then he would go to bed instead of staying up later once we got home. Mm -hmm. So I did what I never, ever do, and I'll probably never do again, but I had the Mandalorian on my phone and we were watching it together. He had never watched an episode because it's just, it's above him and... And there's some violence that I'll I'll get him into later, but <laughs> I have to say, I do not know where he picked up on this. But when we were watching it, and again, no knowledge of the show except for maybe I watched a bit of an episode once with him in the background. He wasn't even paying attention. He said, "Oh, that's the Mandalorian," you know, in two-year-old talk. But he said it pretty clear, pointing to him, and I'm like, "How the hell do you know that?" He was smart, and then Baby Yoda showed up, and spoiler name-wise, but he was like, Grogu, and I'm like, what the... I, How you? does he know this? Well, we watched I, one episode yeah. in and season two. And now all of a sudden, he knows everyone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was a cool moment. That was a cool little bonding moment with us. So he's <laughs> bound to be a Star Wars fan now. Fantastic. He's gonna... Bo-Katan! Wow! Soon. Good job, buddy! <laughs> oh, oops. Did what? I just, did I just say something? Yeah, who, who just, the fuck is that? I well, know. I think, Christian, you're mixing up um, uh, Star Wars shows in general because, like, that's what is the that, an anime? Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I, what are we going to cover? Uh, what is it you said in the anniversary? The Swords of Akimbo or whatever? What or are you talking House about? House of Akimu? <laughs> I have no when idea you're what talking you're talking about. talking in the about. anniversary, you're like, yeah, Christian wants to do like some anime, like House of Akimu or whatever. No oh, yeah. one. That's not <laughs> even that a sounded, thing. That's that not just even sounded a thing. the most anime thing to me. But The Mandalorian, <laughs> we're doing The Mandalorian, and how we're going to do it is three episodes at a time, except for the final two, because it's just how the math works. Each episode is going to be an act, and that's what you need to know. Probably the single best Star Wars property to come out in the last since the prequels. Well, no, so, hey, you forgot. The I'm last Force Jedi. Awakens since Force the last Awakens. Last Jedi, remember? That's right, the last, the last Jedi, Jedi is the greatest thing. The last Ryan Jedi. Johnson, really nailed bless it him. here. Bless he him. saved the saga. I, he did. He, he did. did. Um, guys, I see your lips moving. I don't hear words coming out. I'm sorry. I just. Oh, that's too bad. Fun fact: I, I was watching oh. the Last Jedi on TNT right before a couple hours before recording I and it was Joel's favorite care. part I don't it was care. the Yoda I the Yoda care. scene the Yo- okay reiterating Yoda scene is one of the best scenes ever okay out of the way yeah out of the in way. the sequel trilogy but we already in talked about trilogy. that but anyway I don't go on what were you saying it's the best thing to happen to Star Wars It it's at least my, the best thing Disney. currently in, in modern people, in recent memory 
Yes. I've been seeing like a lot of Star doing, Wars fans saying it kind of redeemed the Star Wars name. It did. Disney, I think we have to thank um, Mandalorian for more than we actually realize because I don't, I don't, you know, just recently that big announcement with all the freaking dozen of shows are going to be releasing now on Disney Plus. Well, a couple of those are the movies, but it just boom all of a sudden nothing 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 and then all of a sudden they just drop this bomb and it's like you kind of wonder what would have inspired such confidence and ambition to simultaneously be working on all these projects uh one of them of course kenobi i mean you have some big things that are coming down the pipe now oh yeah and i mean kenobi was yeah. a thing before like i think was before a mandalorian they've been talking about kenobi for a while but oh yeah I think production kind of got held Acolyte, up a You got you know, Rangers of the New Republic. You got all this other stuff that's going to be. I'm happening. particularly excited for the Acolyte because that too. is I a new. No, I have no idea what it's going to be about, but it's I, a new I'm era. Intrigued. Yes, it's the end of the High Republic era, right? In the description. Sure. Yes. Sure. Yep. It's going to be happening. High Republica. High Republica. High Republic era. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ish, the book or, Joel's working on. Actually, I am listening currently listening to an audiobook. Oh. I am currently listening to the first uh, book, the Ooh. audiobook um, in the High Republic series. Why do I not know the title? Light Light of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Yep, there you go. Yeah, Light, Light of the Jedi. Spelled L I T E. I'm like enjoying Light it. Beer. I'm enjoying it. I'm not. I'm not. So far, I'm not seeing. You know, there's of course, there's, as with anything, Star Wars or fan based there's going to be harsh criticism for no no reason um we'll see i mean i'm, half, I'm like i'm like a little no, over halfway maybe through the book um so no we'll good see. reason we'll see. or maybe there's a good reason i do i don't know if you're this far oh maybe i shouldn't say it yep maybe you should just keep I, your fucking mouth shut but neat anyway we should probably yeah. talk about the mandalorian oh okay but yeah wait, let's before just we, Wait, before I, we get into Mandalorian, ye. I just want to ask you guys, what is your most highly anticipated Star Wars project coming up the after the, the Mandalorian? The Mandalorian well, I, season three. Kenobi um, and then Acolyte. Oh, yeah, Kenobi. For and me, Acolyte. Ryan Johnson trilogy. Is that still happening? Probably not. I was just wanting to get is. a reaction out of Joel, but... I, I bet think it he's, is. He's I, I want to see another trilogy. I wouldn't mind like, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but I, to be more serious, I am looking forward to Obi Wan Kenobi mm -hmm. a lot because it's rumored that Liam Neeson's going to be in it. Hello there. That's pretty much. Well, it, a it guarantee. only makes sense that he comes in as a ghost. He was introduced as a ghost yeah. okay. in Episode Three. Remember when he's like, "Your no. mentor has been has found a way to communicate Vocally, through the force." He cannot manifest physically. Is that correct, Joel? Canonically, uh, yes. He didn't complete his training. Correct. And well, that's why he can't. A uh, uh, Qui Gon. Oh, Qui. Yeah, you Qui Gon. You're talking about Qui Gon. Yes. 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 Yeah, Qui Gon so can't show voice. up as a ghost. He didn't learn it's those, only... fully learn those secrets. Unless he learns it in the it. afterlife. They'll retcon They it. could very much retcon it. Yeah. And then that will cause another controversy. Of course. But uh, Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen will be in it in some way. That's in very interesting to me as Vader. Right. Yeah. This will be like, the interesting in the, how in they're the gonna... suit. 
or outside well, or in a flashback. It'll be the redemption tour of uh, Hayden Christensen, even though yeah. you know I never really hopped on yeah. the hate bandwagon with for that one. So, well, I used to be a prequel hater, or not a hater, but just making fun of it and everything. But y'all know what I think from our prequel. He era deserves episode. this. He deserves a chance. He does. He Since does. they fucked him from uh, Rise of Skywalker, plenty of opportunity to throw him in there, and they're like, no. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, do you want to start with episode one? I can give you the Let's summary. Talk about it. Let's shout it. I can give you the summary, and then we'll just start talking about the Mandalorian <laughs> season one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Heading into I, Act One. I just want to tell you, I remember going into this just minorly excited. So I'm like, I don't know if I really care about anything that's not a Jedi or Jedi related. That's what Star Wars is to me. But then I he doesn't have a lightsaber, right? But then I I watched Mandalorian. I'm like, all right, let me go pick up my balls because they were just blown off. And here we go, Chapter One: The Mandalorian. Mando was revealed during a bar interrogation type deal between some thugs and galactic bluegill man group frontman. Mando takes care of the thugs, and we found find out that his mission is. The Bluegill. He takes him to his ship with the help of a non-droid-driven speeder. They get to the Razor Crest, and that's the Mando ship, and an ice-water sea monster almost gets him, but they escape. Bluegill gets caught snooping in the ship and finds weapons and carbonite and, and bount, uh, oh, carbonite bounties. He gets <laughs> carbonited. <laughs> Mando <clears throat> meets with Carl Weathers to report the bounties and receive his payment. Carl has a super secret special bounty for him from a really wealthy client known as the client. We find out it's Werner Herzog, wow. or is it Werner Herzog? And he's got a doctor on board, and they need this 50-year-old target, of which they have very little info to share except the tracking fob thing. His down payment is a hardcore metal material called Beskar. Don't know where that came from, but it's pretty cool and indestructible. Mando heads to the Mandalorian Temple, where he chills with the blacksmith who takes his best scar and melts it to make a shoulder guard like in a video game when you can finally afford an upgrade or like when you open a chest and get a new piece of armor cool stuff he's a foundling also which i say also that doesn't make sense yet but mando's a foundling it means he was found he's not a real mandalorian but he is which means he's an orphan essentially and we get flashes of his childhood during the purge Manny arrives on the planet of the target where he meets a dwarf who trains him to ride a mutant horse. He knows of the target. <laughs> Lots of people have died trying to find him. We meet Tycho YG unit bounty droid and he and Mando have an epic shootout with the locals guarding the building the target is in. There's a badass hover machine gun that Mando hijacks and takes everyone out. Tycho YG-11 has amazing mechanics when he is shooting, by the way. It's very cool. They get in and find the asset, which is hold on to your motherfucking seats, a baby Yoda species. Tycho YG-11 wants to kill it, but Mando kills YG-11 instead. It's freaking awesome reveal, and Mando immediately has a connection to it, to the child. The episode ends with a shot that is sure to be an iconic image in Star Wars lore of Mando and Grogu, I mean, the baby Yoda reaching out to each other. I have spoken. So, E.T. Essentially, Um, yeah. Spencer, I'm going to have to correct you on that. It's not a shoulder guard. It's called a pauldron. (laughs) 
Okay. Oh, here, let me let me tell That's you something. The tactical turb. I don't care what it's called. It's on his shoulder and it guards it. So. <laughs> so cool. it starts. Uh... So this first episode, directed by Dave Filoni himself, the creator of all things good, Star Wars, basically the, the, the redeemer of Star Wars. So going off. Of the Dave Filoni thing, Spencer, just to hop into this episode, he was mentored. And again, this is to be serious. Ryan Johnson had a big part in helping him out, learning, you know, live action, the ropes of live action. How do you shoot live action, the process, that sort of thing, directing live action. So we do have to give some credit to Ryan Johnson. Okay, credit where credit for, is due, but yes, a lot yes. of that's uh, just like technical, technical stuff, you know. Let's well, not and, keep going back to it. And directing. Good. So, The Mandalorian, episode one. Like, that it starts odd. right off like a Star Wars <laughs> Western. And that's okay. what I really like about it. Like, we know right away we're going to be getting some new stuff that we haven't seen in Star Wars. But we're, all, but we're also going to be getting some familiar stuff, but not too much familiar stuff. And just enough to make us intrigued like they have to speckle in stuff like familiar things like the the carbonite and all that jazz like oh shit that's uh fucking yeah and and new ways like we're seeing in the underbelly of bounty hunting something we haven't seen yet and i'll Mm. be honest when the mandalorian was first announced i was like i don't care i'll watch it but i don't care like i don't i only want star wars if there's lightsabers and jedi like why do i care about a bounty hunter well they have a way to make you care in the end. I and kind we'll of get agree to that as we work our way that. through. I was kind of yep. feeling you what? similar. Yeah, because like, how interesting can you make a Mandalorian? When's it going to take place? And I love how it didn't take place um, during like the original trilogy era. Mm-hmm. It took place years after it. So a years that we haven't seen anything of, unless the animated stuff covers some of that. But I appreciate that. Right. Yes. And I got to say, part of the fear or the uh, why people are so hesitant or slow to kind of embrace this idea, you know, before it was made, when they just made the announcement, that celebration, whatever the hell that one was, people are just like, you got half of them like really excited because Mandalorians. And then the other ones are like, oh, more Mandalorians. Because a lot of the fans have been tired out with the Clone Wars and Rebels exploring so much of the Mandalorian culture and all that already some some people are getting Mandalorian fatigue and that was kind of contributing to some of the doubts going into it but now I think it's pretty safe to say that people are happy with it oh and yes this first yeah. episode is what kind of booted that immediately well it's also being used as a vehicle for including legacy characters and fan favorites from some of those other shows, especially in mm-hmm. season two. So that may have contributed to the <clears throat> increased love of the Mandalorian. But going back mm-hmm. to episode one, like it's I said, chapter one, chapter one, excuse me, sorry. Chapter one, the Mandalorian uh, highlights. Oh. What is your, what are your highlights oh, stop. of the episode? That uh, the bluegill guy wasn't CGI and that they used him Instead of just like giving us one of those like like a crawl, a scroll or whatever, and instead of giving us like a bunch of exposition, we find out about the Mandalorian 
almost through kind of like humor through the blue guy just kind of rummaging through his stuff Mithril. and like asking him questions like oh so is it true what they say you can never take off your helmet oh look That's at all cool. your guns that i found when i was emptying my abdominal his fortress thorax. have you ever seen somebody empty their thoracicals and the mandalorian is just like you mean take a piss yeah, <laughs> but it's just and I, and I guess what? I guess Mithril is from California too, so that's something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that her name? Bluegill, Bluegill Mithril. He's from California. Cool uh, guy. Oh man! All right, yeah. That's but that that's actually my only criticism of this episode is I wasn't uh, terribly fond of Mithril. I thought that was uh, kind of the punch in the gut moment when. The episode started. I was like, eh, it kind of threw me off. <clears throat> kind of gave me like flashbacks, like PTSD from the Last Jedi. I shouldn't have brought it up again. But anyway, more How dare more Trekkie and looking aliens and stuff. While they did, you know, it's all practical. Every alien in the show well, is practical. It's you know what him George kind of threw me off. He threw he, me off. George said in an interview that if you want to look, if you want to see where I get a lot of the inspiration for. Um, <clears throat> some of the alien creatures in his saga in his creation go to an aquarium i mean you got the you know akbar yeah. shoot what are their mon calamari, mon calamari. yeah the quarren obviously Quarin. which rip that one quarren oh it's actually pronounced gets, quran no nope. you're talking about the muslim bible nope. the quran <laughs> nope nope says joel nope. <laughs> wrong again but no oh, the, uh the sorry Quarin. here just a sidebar for yeah, joel um Muslims, that's like a, it's a religion. Uh, so, sorry, uh, religion is like, um, uh, like, like Christianity. It's you. It, it's it's a uh, people believe in like a god, mm. and then they like follow a set of rules, commandments, if you will, from the Bible. Mm. And the the Bible is like the 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 Christian stories and stuff. Um, and, right. and that's kind of what religion is. Kind of like a Jedi. Jedi is religion. They're all speaking terms that you mm. understand. All right. Thank you, Father Spencer. Back it's a to Quarren. It's yeah. a set of belief. It's a belief system. system. <laughs> What'd you say? Back to Quarren. No, all the <laughs> a lot of the aliens look like they're sea. They're nautical in, a, in how they appear. Like the Abinetto is, I have to say, the best-looking alien from the sequel trilogy. It is the one that looks most Star Wars. It's the only one that looks like it's from Which Star Wars. Which one is that? Uh, well, I, the shuttle parkers, I told them they couldn't go there. That's an Abinetto. <laughs> That's an Abinetto. But, um, yeah, opening scene, it's cool. I love how they lead into the show with with audio, with sound. Mm -hmm. like they, yeah. they do the intro, the new intro with, like, it shows the, the different Star Wars images, like Kylo Ren's helmet, the pilot helmet, Luke's pilot helmet, mm -hmm. and then Star Wars. Their new little fanfare. Yeah, yeah. their new little fanfare thing. And it it's quiet, and it just opens with, you know, atmosphere on mm -hmm. what planet are they on they don't say do they uh, the air isn't it's toxic <laughs> no they they don't say but it does come in later in season yeah. two but they open with the with the nope with the <laughs> with the wow <laughs> uh, with the fob you know what I think that's it is? what it's called the fob the fob I think yes. it's called the I think it's called tat three -ing instead of tat two they open. Tattooing. It's tattooing. Tattooing. Okay. 
Wow. Okay, that was a stretch. Good, good one. Jokes have good, Take it away, Joel. Good one, bro. A level of dad that we didn't think was possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got two kids now, so he has yeah, to up the I ante. Know. Now it makes, it's yeah. all making sense. It's all making no, sense. No, but I liked it. Uh, the, yeah. the fob thing is new. Um, oh, I can't wait to get into that in the third episode. Yeah. The third chapter. Sorry, I almost did it again. But yeah, chopped. Uh, it, it, it's, d- it starts off with that classic like bar scene. I know it's kind of a trope that yeah. eventually kind of gets a little overused in this series. The, the saloon, the Western yeah, saloon walks trope. in there, this bar fight. Except it's not barn doors or flappers right. or whatever those are. Flappers. I don't know uh, what they're called. We're kind of aliens, a guy got to suck off to get a drink yeah. on this planet. <laughs> That's not the dialogue. Nope. So the Mandalorian grabbed me and shook me like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> but so any- you had stuff to say. <laughs> Go ahead. I no. I yeah. That's it. <laughs> but I didn't like the performance of the one, the bald guy. Mando, you made me spill my drink. Or he doesn't speak he, he English. Did. But he's like speaking Huttese <laughs> or something. Yeah. There is. <laughs> There, there is a callback. Oh, and here we go. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. We are going to get into some ring theory stuff in this episode. Ring theory, of course. We, we can't forget that. So <laughs> it's our own trope here on Sequel Men, the podcast. Your own. And uh, But anyway, so yeah, ring theory moment here is when uh, the bartender tells him what the, the bald guy said. Well, how, you know how in A New Hope when he's like, he doesn't like you. Like that sort of thing. Oh, sorry. I didn't like you either. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, fuck I didn't you. You don't that, know but... me. I think <laughs> was the deleted scene. <laughs> but this, yeah, very, very well, parallel in this one, yeah. Very cool. Cool little bar scene. Like you said, the action sequence. I like how it sets the stage right off the bat with the violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. something that you don't really see in Star Wars. I mean, well... Can we say that? We saw Anakin right before he slaughtered a bunch of kids, but... Right. Minus a, one. Just see, seeing the corn get sliced in half, basically, it kind of sets... This is Underworld stuff. This is the Mandalorian. This is what you mm-hmm. can expect moving forward. Right. And then bringing in older elements from the OT, like, what what's that species called? The one who was using the flute to call... To hail a taxi. Call the Uber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's a It's an Uberite... No, um, and I know the uh, character's uh, name uh, in Uber Uberite. Is, I knew it, it started with a U. Garandon is the character's name in A New Hope. Uh, oh, Gary for short. Uh, we're just failing. I don't know. I, uh, but Why yeah, try? plays a flute to, to hail the cab. Uh, yeah. And then the first one comes and it's piloted by a droid. And Mando's like, no droids. No. We'll find out why later. So then another one comes, this janky one, uh, Got a crazy taxi driver guy. Yeah, father go on, and so he's got Mithril. That's why he's there to get the bounty. Mithril is the bounty. I've got credits. I can buy us a cruiser. That failed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it did. He's like, I have credits to collect, so your ass is getting in the speeder. (laughs) And so they go off, and then danger is upon them. The taxi driver warns them of this as they get on, or we need to hurry up the. The so and so is coming, the big monster that is under the ice. And so, you got this monster that's under the ice, but that kind of parallels another monster that's going to pop up uh, in season two. Out of your pants. 
No. <laughs> Not tonight. Um, but <clears throat> Ring so, Theory, Empire Strikes Back, Asteroid Monster Worm. Kind of. That too. Yeah. Kind of. Ring That's Theory, Joel's Last Night. Worm, worm Monsters. Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of monsters, guys, I got a sidebar. Did you see the new trailer? The trailer, the official trailer oh, just okay. dropped today for uh, no, Godzilla vs. Kong. I watched like half of it and I, I looks wasn't awesome. listening to the audio. Looks awesome. Anyway, mm. we'll do those. Any, we have to do anywho, those. Sorry. I think ahead. that would be fun. I think that yeah, would be fun. Just but the new ones. Okay, back to Mandalorian. They, get, they almost get eaten by the, Joel's penis. Stop talking. No one wants to hear about... <laughs> innuendos about my oh. least of all mine oh <laughs> tables have turned yeah. now you know how we feel every time we have a group chat oh oh that's all you talk about yeah well, that's a lie that's i mean a lie, talking about it was one thing sending the pictures that was a bridge too all far. right now we're just yeah. telling lies <laughs> i know Flat out. well there was that one really cool one where he was like he had the body paint on and like he painted his junk like the sarlacc, and he was like, "Y'all want to get in the pit?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why, intro to why? grief karga. <laughs> Does he have crabs? <laughs> intro to grief no karga. <laughs> the cartoons. Yeah, Carl. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And grief karga is Carl not what Weathers. I call it. Um, but here. Good grief. Here. <laughs> okay. Uh, so grief karga. Carl Weathers really has fun, I think, with this role. Like, you can just tell he's having a good time, yeah. just kind of overacting a little bit. Mando! Uh, <laughs> take a break! And stuff like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not until chapter three, but anyway. No, um, he's like, anyway, yeah. all I can do is calamari flan. Yep. And I can only so, pay half. I got like some the new things. Yeah. New things pop. The calamari flan. Um, what is new that? New terminology. Well, you keep with, saying that. What is it? That's those are the the bluish white coins that he pays him with. I love the sound that, they oh. make. Yeah. They make they makes they make when he grabs them and pulls them across the table just like mm -hmm. sound. That's oh, kind of well. cool. ASMR. Little um, little <clears throat> ASMR there for you. Calamari flan. There you go. But yeah, Mando, he's he's taking all the pucks, I guess, right? And that's another thing we get puck. introduced to is the puck. Pucks, like chain the bounty codes, pucks. Yeah. all of that. Yeah. Things we've never heard of before in Star Wars, but these are introduced in The Mandalorian, which Can is I a lot. Say, We're going to talk about this a lot more as we go through the next two episodes, but the world building that's going on, yes, just through dialogue, is exceptional. The way they keep people interested in this show is kind of like what I said earlier. They give us just enough like familiar stuff to where we're like, okay, I'm into it, and just well not even they give us a perfect amount of new stuff where we're like all right good this is stuff i haven't seen with hints of stuff that i have it's like my favorite potato or uh, my favorite tortilla chip is 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 hint of lime it's not full lime my favorite and it still has mainly Red tortilla skin. chip i really like eating them because just a hint of lime just a hint of something that i really like with more of some other stuff that i like and, and and it's like, well, how are they going to really tie it all together? How are they going to make me care? Okay, is it just going to be this Mandalorian going and doing bounties every episode? Is it going to be like CSI? It's a it's just a mystery, the same exact structure every episode. And no, it oh. is not. And the way it's like an anthology. The way that they set up this target, this main target, 
Because you know it's not just going to be these small-time targets, the whole episode or the whole series. It's, oh, we know very little about him. And this gets gets you thinking as a Star Wars fan, okay, this is going to be a reveal. And then he's like, okay, and he's 50 years old. We've been trying to find it for a lot of years. A lot of people are after it. And you're thinking, oh, they're going to give us something. They're going to give us something familiar to make me want to keep watching. What is it going to be? You start to think, like, who's 50? Who's 50 at this point in time? Would it be Would it be Luke? Like, how old is Luke? No, he's not 50. How old is... And you, it, you get all the... And the, the, when they finally reveal well, it, and we'll get to who it... Who did we all think it could have been? I can't I honestly, remember who I, I suspected at the time. I don't remember. But when I saw the little baby carriage... Oh, yeah. I was like, it's something... Uh, Pram. It's called a pram. A hover pram. It's okay. called a pram. Yeah, it's called a, a I got that by Star Wars Bible. Um, actually. I'm getting Please. from the visual of dictionary. <laughs> I just ordered it yesterday. It came today, basically. <laughs> I'm surprised. Anyway. All right. Sex. So. Uh, <laughs> no. But the, yeah, that's so how they get you. This we're, 50 we're talking year old... about this 50-year-old th- thing, but let's... Rewind a little. This okay. is a result of a discussion. Grief Karga sends him to the client. That's all he's named as in the series of client. And uh, certain Herzog. certain doctor Pershing. Dr. Pershing says so having this conversation. Uh the target's fifty years old. We're only gonna give you the last four digits of the what, the chain code and Yeah, the social security the, number, yeah. The, the and the tr- last the, known coordinates. The last, last known, known coordinates. coordinates. Yeah. Yep. And then also the Dr. Pershing, something that people May have missed, or it was kind of missed by half. It was one of those things where half the people caught it, half did, half didn't. On the first viewing of this episode, is looking at um, his right shoulder, his left shoulder, one of his shoulders, got a shoulder patch on Doctor Pershing right there. And if you look closely at his right shoulder patch, you can see a symbol. And if you remember back to a little thing called Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. The little uh, Jangos or the clones are sitting there. <laughs> the little Jangos. The little Jangos. And they have the exact same patch. So Django Django. That was a connection too. <laughs> Subtle connection. They sneaked a little Django. They sneaked in there. And uh, yeah, so then you start thinking like, oh, this has to do with cloning. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. It's fun to fun think. Fact, yeah, go ahead. Sneaked is actually the correct term. Snuck is not. A word. Mm-hmm. Sneaked is grammatically correct. Snuck. I learned that in school. So we get a yeah, snuck sermon? is a word like we get a like sermon snuck and is a, a word. grammar lesson. Yeah. Snuck like, is a oh, word. Oh, I snuck out last night. Snuck. Not a word. Mm-hmm. You would is say no. No, it's not. You'd say I sneaked out. That's mm-hmm. the. Ter- I'm not making this up. I learned it from That's an English right. teacher in high school. Well, it's I grammatically think your correct. English teacher might be right. Okay, but back That's to. Right. She or he was. I can't remember who it was. Something about the patch on his shoulder. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. And it's cool to see the little things, that, the little Easter eggs and little indiscriminate details like that that a bunch of like mega fans probably catch on to as they rewatch the episodes and whatnot, or maybe even the first viewing. And he does break one of the cardinal rules of Star Wars, which is no glasses. If you listen to RFR and Paul Bateman, I think that's one of them, right? One of the rules is no glasses, Ming never dies, and <laughs> no buttons or zippers, which they broke that rule too in season two, but we'll get to that eventually. But anyway, uh, the, the glasses thing does bother me a little, but yes, it's 
I like how the show introduces little little uh, pieces of eye candy like that for people for the eagle-eyed viewers for the fans. But yeah, I like. I also like how they introduce the world building by not being. It, it introduces aspects of it like it's just a natural part of how these people live. Like oh, calamari flan, it's just another currency that they deal with. And then you got the mithril talking about like life day and talking about how mm-hmm. oh you don't want to see me when I'm molting. <laughs> yeah. Found it. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're opening. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. But they, he opens all the <laughs> he opens all the the gun cabinet. It's like, dude, he's like one floor ahead of you. He can hear you. Well, I actually and, liked how they how they did that because the Mando, you're not just gonna get a, like an info dump. Oh yeah, I'm a Mandalorian. Yeah. That means I do this. That means I do this. You or get it you through don't get monologuing, either. right? You get it through this blue guy. Hey, is it true that Mandalorian never take off their helmet? And he doesn't ask. So then you're like, okay, we're gaining information from this idiot. So he goes down, and we learn about <laughs> him through his. Right. Wow. And we're seeing all this stuff, and we're seeing his other bounties in the carbonite, and we're like, okay. Good one, bro. So that's who this guy is. He's a good bounty hunter that just does his job and doesn't talk about it. But I want to go back to the baby Yoda. Now, all we know now is that the target is 50 years old. Mando mm. is on the trail because he needs Republic credits, or he needs to be paid in some way. Mm. Or he's getting promised Beskar steel. That's what we need to talk about. Beskar steel oh, is yeah. the reward. He gets a. He gets a... A down payment of a little bit of a Beskar placard that it's a, Christian, didn't you say it looked like a chocolate bar? It's an ingot of I think it, it does look like a chocolate bar. You know those an ingot, sorry, an ingot of Beskar. It looks like a portable hard drive. <laughs> Actually. And a chocolate bar. You know the little chocolate bar yeah. or the little pieces of gold you got? Like on yeah. St. Patty's Day during Reader of the yes, Month or whatever. Yes. Reading month. Whatever you win the coins that are gold and covered in gold and it's chocolate whatever I'm spinning that's what it made me think of and you just want to take a bite out of it the Beskar mm. steel especially when it's melting especially when it's melting in the forge which we can go to well, that well let's talk about that yeah. he takes it down to the Mandalorian um, club covert the Mando club yeah and like the, they have a little club, tussle club with Mando. the knockoff Boba yeah club Mando and then he gets a shoulder pad. It's like when you no. upgrade in a video game. Yeah, shoulder pad. Wait, Pauldron. take it back a little bit. He doesn't get in a fight in this episode. That's, yes, he does. No, that's the third one. No, it's not. Because thir- he takes the puck. He, ta- or he takes the chocolate bar down to the to the forger. Yeah, but they don't... He. D- Okay, it's it doesn't matter. But the third one is when they grab. He has the whole tin, the whole you're ice right. cream. Sorry, yeah. you're right. Not We're try- not talking I'm about not that one. I'm not trying to be over the top. No, you're, right. you're 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 right. Right. But so so yes, he, <laughs> he meets the armorer, which let's talk about who is her a, female. a little bit. Who, a female Mandalorian, mm-hmm. who we don't see it's much. Cool. This is the first one we've seen in. The show, obviously, mm-hmm. we've only seen Mando up to this point, and a couple other Mandos cloaked down in what is it? What Spencer should call it, Club Mando. But that's what you called it. I did call it that, but you should call it that because you called it a club. 
Any, I will. It's neither here nor there. They need, a, they need a neon sign but, and the club <laughs> Mando. No, it'll be the insignia that they they tilt down from as we see the the armor for the first time. And I gotta say, remember Joel? He look. She looks kind of like a character from Destiny. Just mm-hmm. the way the armor looks, the, hey, the golden the golden knight looking What's helmet, the, the fur, all that, very right. Destiny esque. Got the horns on the helmet and the boots with the fur, with the, the fur. fur. Everybody wants the armorer. <laughs> she hit the hey. best car, and then <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> she forged my stuff. Said what the fuck. <laughs> Armor got low, know. low. Okay, that was fun. First sing along <laughs> of the season. Let's go. Yeah, thanks for participating, Joel. Yeah, he's not into You're that. Welcome. No, I'm just uh, ready to talk about the conversation they have. Okay, let it. That, that is helmet. important. That no, is no, no. Important. Before you do that, the helmet, Christian, blow us off. No, nope. I have a theory. It just popped into my head when thinking about the armor's helmet when you brought that up. Number one, people mention that it's very Destiny-like. Joel, you might notice the similarity there. The Bungie game Destiny, kind of similar in design. She ha- she could be a foundling, a former foundling. Um, ah, shit. Zabonite. Zabrak. Not Zabonite. Zabonite. Zabrak. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mineral from their planet. But no... What's the Zabrak? I said Xanadu. <laughs> Zabrak. <laughs> the Zabrak. I think she might be a Zabrak because you look at her helmet and it's got the horns on it. How sweet would like, that be? That might be, those horns might be there as a way to fit them into the helmet. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Well, I wouldn't even say that, but just as like a tour heritage, like she designed her helmet like that or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Tell the people what a Zabrak is in case they're unfamiliar. Darth Maul is a Zabrak species. Yep. Which also So is Beodor. In KOTOR 2. Also opens up another possibility that some might speculate, oh, maybe she's an old member of the Darth Maul gang from back on the Siege of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. Red October. What? Red October. (laughs) Red Sun (laughs) Rising. Nope. What is it? Red-eyed, black, Mando. What what was it? What? They don't think they have a name. No, remember... Like Red Operation, Crimson from Solo. Crimson they were like Dawn? Crimson Dawn. Oh yeah, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. Crimson yeah, Dawn. I knew, it, I knew wow. it started with a red though. <laughs> Crimson Dawn. Uh-huh. No, I don't think that was a thing at the time. They didn't call it that anyway in the Clone Wars. People are listening uh, to this episode and thinking like, does Spencer even give a shit about the Mandalorian? I, I do. I care. do. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. I care. To quote care, Kylo good. Ren, undercover. <laughs> So let's go, oh, Luke, let's go to Luke, the planet. Luke, I care. Yeah. Let's go I... to the planet. <laughs> let's talk about the planet and really round out this episode. Yes. So he's at the planet. I thought it was and he, Tatooine. he talks to uh, Nick Nolte. It is, in fact, Arvala 7. Okay. There I'm sorry, what? Arvala 7 is the name of the planet that he, he arrives on with Quill, who saves him from the Blurgs. I have spoken. Yeah. I have spoken. Wow. Exactly the way he sounded. (laughs) Wow. But I think it is cool how they bring the Blurg. I didn't know what the Blurg were originally from. I didn't know they were. I didn't know those. They kind of look like fish head dinosaurs with stubby legs. 
Don't they? Giant fish with legs. Sure. Yeah. Giant salmon with legs, and yep. they're about five inches shorter. Big old fucking tadpoles, pretty yes. much. Yes. That's pretty much it. But anyway, I didn't know they were from the Great Why Ewok Adventure. Yeah. I didn't know they were originally from that, the so Ewok, I think it is cool. The uh, Ewok movie, and then also Clone Wars as well. Uh, okay. They're Champs and Dula, and the Twi'leks are riding them around. So. I didn't see. I've I haven't Neat. seen that far yet in the, the Clone Neat. Wars. I'm a little behind, but I do think it's cool they introduce. They're introducing an element like that from Star Wars history, right? And it's and pretty a lot naturally of that. fitting too. Yeah, there's a lot of that. They there's so many, deep, and they're incorporating stuff from the prequel trilogy yeah, too. There's so many, so much, so many deep cuts in Mando that are totally fan service, but it's like what fan service should be you know and like speaking of it doesn't the, go overboard yeah speaking of the blur it, it's not fan service in that it turns to the camera and winks you in the face like breaking right. the fourth wall in that sense it doesn't make it guys obvious. look i kind of look like a force ghost that's so cool if you're not you can't see him but he looks like obi-wan look because mm -hmm. it even has that blue tint on half all i'm doing is i'm uh I'm flashing a flashlight in my camera. Eventually, we'll, we'll maybe start anyway, letting what were them you see say? the video. Right there, look, then... look, look, look. There's the right hue. That is. Right, sorry. That is. Thank you. Yeah. That's a cool effect. Now he's going to tell us a ghost story. Anyway, Joel, what were you saying? You were wanting to talk more about the inclusion of the original trilogy what? aspects, and I rudely interrupted you. Yeah, I you did. Keep, I keep I breaking waiting. my New Year's resolution all the, over again. We just wish you'd shut the fuck up. All right. To interrupt more. So, yeah. I was saying as to... Yeah, so Joel, uh, what do you think about the Zabrak? Okay, go ahead, Joel. Sorry, okay. last time. <laughs> the Blurgs, going back to the Blurgs. Yeah. Um, so, sure. we find out Quill is actually, like, that he uses these as pretty much as horses. So, so, here's one of these deep cuts that I was going to, to talk about. Is uh, Quill goes, you're a Mandalorian. Your ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. And Mythosaur is something practically from, like, Legends. From Legends. Oh, it was in the Expanded Universe? universe. Uh, that is, that's the skull you see on all, like, Boba Fett's armor and stuff like that. That's a Mythosaur skull. So they finally brought right. it in. in uh, you saw one in Solo as we're walk, they were walking into that cantina thing. But Are you sure just, you mean Solo or Force Awakens? Solo. Because there is one also in Force Awakens at uh, Maz's cantina. I don't remember that. One of the one of the flags above the door oh, is, yeah. has a mythosaur yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. So there you go. But there. I just like so, how they give the viewer just enough information to ask their own questions and to keep wanting to watch. Yep. All the fans know what these things are. I mean, I didn't exactly. I probably read about the mythosaur at some point, but... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think we lost what? Spencer. <laughs> Spencer is... <laughs> Rapidly changing his backgrounds. We really got to so, okay. give the people Wrapping the video up. version of this podcast so they can see all the just all the wonderful tricks that Spencer likes to do with his, his, uh, his video. Yeah, like this one. I found a way to communicate with the... Oh, it's not doing it now. That's a cool trick. So let's get to the big. <laughs> Should we talk They're about fighting. the big reveal he meets at the, the end? Quill leads bounty. him. Yeah, take it away. The bounty droid. Yep. The IG unit 
or the Taika YG unit. IG-11. And we see some fighting that we've never seen before. We see this IG unit, like, just simultaneously with his arms, just shooting shit all around him and bending in ways you don't think it is bending. And then we get this, like, machine gun laser thing where he, where Mando steals, and that's cool. And then let's just get to the part where y'all want to get to and wrap this up here. Mm Mm-hmm. We're in there, and I think the moment that I figured we were going to see some sort of alien creature was when we saw the little baby bonnet, or the baby bassinet. Pram. Uh, And he opened it, and the reveal, like, yo, I remember Joel watching this episode first, and I'm like, yeah, I just started it, and he's like, bro, the last, like, five minutes are just wet. They're... (laughs) It's like you've never seen before. So we've never yeah, seen this before. I was pretty, and I yeah. got hyped. And it's one of the few times where I got hyped by something that Joel has said <laughs> that actually lived up to the hype. Because it wasn't something from like the Clone Wars or the Rebels. It was it was this baby version of Yoda. Here we are seeing this baby version of a species we thought there was only one of. Mm-hmm. And we've only ever seen one and a half of. And then we get the love child of Yoda and Yaddle because we know those two were fucking in the uh, Jedi Temple. That's why she's not in episode two or three. (laughs) That's why she wasn't in episode three. She was in the hospital the whole time. Oh. And two. And uh, she didn't make it. Very much like Padme. Okay. So this baby Yoda, it's just cool that <laughs> That's it's cannon. just cool that like oh fifty year old it threw us off and it's like species age differently and it's the first time you think about that like oh this kid and it just it sets the tone for the whole rest of the series that this we know we're gonna get some sort of force something and this thing right. Spencer this, it's the hook. whatever the species is what it's the hook it gets you if you weren't a Star Wars fan and Let's say you're just a fan, like a, a casual Star Wars fan. This has you hooked because, like Joel, Joel said, this is this is some yes, this is something new that we've never seen before. It's interesting, like oh, Baby Yoda. What does this mean? I mean, they don't call it Baby Yoda, but that's what everyone mm-hmm. started calling it. The but child. I don't know. It just entered. It's the little mystery box that they put in there. To keep you watching into the next episode. You want to know who this baby is. Why is it important? Why was he hunting it down? Why does the Empire want it? The Remnant. Why do they Mm -hmm. want it? Why does the Magistrate want it? Yeah. That's. Yes. And we get an iconic shot where they touch I don't have anything else. Phone home. That will come back into play later on. Yeah. The, the, him reaching out and touching. Yeah. Let me just say real quick, I like how the mm-hmm. Mandalorian, how he's just, like, he's not like a douche. Like, you think he's going to be set up as like this, hey, I don't need anybody's help, I'm alone. But he's like super appreciative of Nick Nolte's character. Quill. And just like, oh, cool, we're not going to kill this kid. This IG unit wants to, but I'm going to kill him first. Mm-hmm. So and he's I'm just not very, a dude trying to make a living. I'm not and very I wanna, familiar with the Western trope. Yeah, go ahead, Joel. The, I just want to talk real quick on the IG unit. I do want to bring that up, how important it was to actually see an IG unit 
kick some ass because I mean yes you see a little bit you see a lot quite a bit of them in Clone Wars um, you know doing be actually being an assassin droid but this yeah. is the first time in live action where we actually saw an IG unit do what it's supposed to do and it's not like IG-88 sitting there standing next to fucking Bosk and he's just uh, a tin can you doing know, nothing and, and yeah you don't actually see him do what he's you know, his big scary bounty hunter droid things and so there was, was cool a particular the particular shot of uh, the particularly cool shot of him rotating his body parts around right. and just shooting just like 360 and, yeah. that was All cool of that yeah so yeah cool. well done and the cgi was good too and there was a little humor taika waititi voiced him little humor sprinkled in yep taika waititi that's why you called him the the what? The I- Taika YG unit. Taika YG. Taika YG eighty eight. YG eleven. But there is a ring theory that we back. will get to at the end of the season that has to do with the self destruct. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of humor with don't self destruct. Yeah. Like okay. I, just the funny yeah. banter between the two of them. But yeah, you know the funny. droid and the human element. It's funny. Like it's I will get credit funny. for the kill, right? Like. Oh yeah. <laughs> can we talk about yeah. this later? He's trying to ne- negotiate. No, I the must terms. require an answer. Like in the heat of battle, he's trying to negotiate the terms with Mando. It's just he's not having any of it. Yeah, it's funny. So, do you got any kids? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, can, what, can we just maybe banter. focus on on? We're getting shot I don't at. Have can we talk about this later? I'm a robot. <laughs> but no, one I thing I brother. do want to talk about before we move on to chapter two is the story that we get introduced of. With Mandalorian as he's getting his armor pauldron mm-hmm. shaped, is we learn through little bits and pieces of flashbacks as the armor is being smelted and hammered and that sort of Smelting thing and, and accident. formed. What's the word? Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Molded. Molded, molded or fabricated. That's a, an even better one. I whatever. But anyway, as it's being fabricated, you see these little bits and bobs of his past, and it introduces those little nuggets. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about that later on, too, because it comes back in Chapter 3. But it it has a couple different functions. It's pretty interesting. uh, Let me ask you guys a question before we move to Chapter 2. Before we knew anything about what the Mandalorian storyline was going to be, what did you guys think it was going to be about? The Mandalorian as a whole. Um, well... Did they release a synopsis when they announced the show? I don't remember. Uh, I, not immediately, but I will say this. Uh, people, I think the general consensus... I don't know. My mind was pretty pretty much wide open to it, but a lot of what I was seeing is like, oh, okay, well, this is just um, them making good on the Star Wars Underworld live-action series that never was really brought to fruition. We saw that... We saw that um, Test footage. There you go. That's that's the term. Test footage that was released, uh, like last mm-hmm. year. They released. They yeah, looked pretty of, good too. That was actually test footage from Star Wars Underworld, um, which was supposed to come mm-hmm. out in like two thousand nine or something. Two thousand. Yeah, I yeah. think it was nine. Uh, that never happened, <clears> obviously. Um, but and there might have been elements they brought into the Mando from that unused ideas and such. Because why not? I mean. It expedites the process a little more and makes the process a little bit easier if we have uh, good source material that wasn't used. But 
So that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I was just, oh, it's going to be like the gritty, the gritty underworld, you know, and I wasn't expecting I may, anything else, really. I may have read into it a little bit. I cannot remember what my initial reaction was, but I keep wanting to think like, oh, bounty hunting mm-hmm. is a dangerous profession. Yeah. But Werner Herzog, bounty he's hunting a, is a he's dangerous a, profession. It is good to see the Beskar back in the hands of a Mandalorian. It is good to see the natural order of things. That's a really terrible Werner Herzog impression. It wasn't bad. But he does a good enough job. But a good enough job of doing an impression of himself? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the best Werner Herzog impression I've seen is from uh, Werner Herzog himself. (laughs) I didn't mean it in that way, but it, it's I think, funny. I think Christian's ready but, to move on to the next episode. Okay, yeah, next episode. Next chapter. Chapter. I did it. Chapter 2, The Child. Mando is doing his favorite thing, walking. He's got his floating baby Yoda stroller car seat following him when suddenly they're attacked by alien bounty hunters, but Mando takes care of them real easy. They walk some more and camp for the night before finding the Razor Crest being stripped by red-eyed slave children, or Uh. if we're being politically correct, Jawas. Mando tries but fails to get his stuff back and is defeated by the children, thus answering the age-old question, could you take down a classroom of kindergartners by yourself? Apparently not if you're a Mandalorian. They find the goblin guy and try to get the ship's parts back. The Jawas don't like the Mandalorian, but they agree to trade his shit back to him in exchange for an egg from a rhino. Shit. (laughs) Mando and Baby Yoda go to find the rhino, and it kicks the shit out of Mando, but just in the nick of time, Baby Yoda uses the Force and levitates the rhino and saves Mando. Tuckered him right out, though. Mando gets the hairy egg and the Jawas eat the golden goo and then give his stuff back. (laughs) Goblin helps, oh, I put Fox, but helps fix the ship. And Mando and BY, BY 50, fly off into the galaxy. I have spoken. You call Baby Yoda BY. BY 50. And we got oh baby Yoda by we got Ugnat is Goblin we got Red Eyed Slave Children yeah. Uncle Moisture <laughs> uh, Bowl Bowl Cut <laughs> nicknames with so many different oh, weird alien names crack me up yeah this episode but, again uh, they give you shit that you're like holy balls I want to keep watching that's the force this child just used the force okay so he's trained a little bit he's force sensitive sweet I'm in. This is a good. At first, when I was rewatching, I was half. I guess I was half paying attention when he just started picking off the slave children, because the Jawas. But because I thought I forgot that they were stealing parts from his ship, I thought he was just for fun, like, <laughs> hey, yeah, kid, check this him. out, and was just start picking them off. And I'm just like, what is he doing? Practicing? But yeah, they stole his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um... Just like, hey, kid, so, check this dude, out. Dude, where's hey, my hey, ship? 
Um, <laughs> but the first time we see that pulse rifle being used was, uh, you know, or a little earlier. So, episode. episode opens up. He's uh, gets attacked by all those Trandoshans. There was and two of them. Actually, the first oh, yeah. time that we saw the pulse rifle in all of its glory, and it literally freaking vaporizes people, and that was like, wow, a little un- unexpected, a little intense. I think he nicknamed but, his pulse rifle Thanos. <laughs> Good one, bro. I think he actually uh, <laughs> nicknamed his pulse rifle my dad because it makes people disappear. Oh, well. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, because I never knew mine. Jawa's scavenging the rager, rager, the, the rager. rager. <laughs> Should we go in there? And we're just looking. Jawa's are throwing Gotta get this pow 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 Everybody, raise your hands! Ravage, 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 ravage! This Mandalorian sucks, sucks, sucks. We gotta job to do Jawa, Jawa, Jawa. Ding, ding. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a rager. It's a rager in this in this sand crawler. Well, as Man, you can see, everybody, uh, it doesn't take much okay. to set Spencer okay. off. Uh. So where do we go? <laughs> I do. Do you hear a hint of a hint of Kylo uh, Ren's theme? Just a hint. No. Just. No, you, I'm not even joking. I'm not the even theme. joking. I love the theme. I'm not either. I love the theme music no. in this show, by the way. I love the theme music. Okay, before I get into the Kylo Ren thing, let's talk about what's foreshadowed in... After he gets attacked by the Trandoshans, they go to a nice, serene, nighttime camp scene where Mandel... You you, you probably talked about it already. The mm-hmm. He's fixing his arm up, and Baby Yoda wants to force... We don't know what he's trying to do. We don't know what he's trying to do. All we know is that he's trying to touch him. That's like way ahead, bro. You're getting way ahead. That's not way ahead. That's literally not really. The next that's scene. after. That's, close to the that's beginning after of the, the the mud. No. Oh, never mind. Yes. The, yeah, no. Disregard what you just said. Trandoshan attack. They have a camp, and Baby Yoda keeps getting out of his. Oh, crib. you like that, wouldn't you, Joel? Baby, <laughs> baby, you, you don't want to see what we just saw. Baby Yoda keeps trying to get out of his crib to touch him, to, to do something to him. It's and called a Xander floater. It's called a pram. It's a but pram. Anyway, long story short, this is setting up something that was hap- that would be happening concurrently between the Rise of Skywalker and the last second to last episode of Mandalorian. They released at the same time and these kind of this is hinting at what's going to come hand in hand mm-hmm. later on. No. Different episode. It is a different episode, but I'm not I'm just saying this is a good ring theory oh, I foreshadowing. Got I got you. Yeah. Sure. And it actually is a really it is literally a ring theory. It's second to last episode ringing to the second episode of the season. So they they discover the Jawas are breaking the down the ship. The off-world Jawas. The whole action sequence. The off-world Jawas. We haven't what seen that. What do you mean the red-eyed by variant, or as Spencer referred to them, slave children. Uh, don't, nope. don't they have red eyes anyway? Which I don't know why you call them yellow or red-eyed slave children for A New Hope, because they had yellow eyes. Yeah. No, they didn't. I or wouldn't did have you called get them red-eyed with slave the children. I did not. The show hadn't come out yet. I did not. Yet. I did not. 
<laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. It's a bullshit. I did not call them I yellow eyes. I did not. I did not. So anyway, oh, it's, a hi, Jawa. it's a different look. Oh, hi, they Jawa. got like more uh, grayish robes, red eyes, a little different than our brown robed, yellow eyed Tatooine Jawas. I don't know yeah, why. It never really explains itself, but... Red eyes, black jawa. That's not it. <laughs> been watching, been watching Yu-Gi-Oh lately. It's on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh boy. <laughs> That's a five-story arc. It's it's that great. battle. Because you know what I noticed? I have to sidebar. This is kind of annoying. Every Yu-Gi-Oh battle is the go. same. Sidebar. First I sidebar. I will now of the attack. Wait a minute, Kaiba. I play my trap card so you can't attack. I attack. Wait a minute, Yugi. I have this magic card. I'm going to attack. Hold on, Kaiba. It's like, dude, what are we doing here, guys? Mokuba. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm here. Uh, anyway. <laughs> You've forgotten my face down card. Okay. <laughs> they break the magician the of black show. chaos. This card lets me not be attacked, and then All I get right. to attack you, and I win. Are we talking about you? But not if I can play my trap card. <laughs> Sorry, Mandalorian. Jawas. I play the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> the off-world Jawas. The important part here is that it, the madness ensues. Obviously, Mando's pissed because they're taking apart his ship. Then he starts blasting Jawas with his bullet rifle. Of course, they vaporize. Um, to humorous effect. Yeah, but then the just she, seeing their bodies vaporize and then yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know that the, it made me. Here laugh. comes another deep cut for this true. Uh, the older Star Wars fans, I guess, a little bit older generation than us, um, the Super Nintendo generation, because this chase that ensues. Uh, you know, they take off in the sand crawler. And this is uh, level straight out of the Super Nintendo Star Wars game. This whole s- sand crawler sequence. Never played it. So it's kind it. of a nod. Um, the Jawas throwing crap down. You're trying to like scale the side of a a sand crawler. So my friend had Empire Strike. Well, no, you're talking about a New Hope, aren't you? Yeah, the first one. Okay. Super yep, Star Wars. I, he had Empire. He had Super Empire Strikes Back. But I didn't know that. This is a cool callback. Like obviously John Favreau and not Dave. Did Dave was Dave involved in this episode? I don't remember seeing his name in the credits. Um, probably not. Oh, oh, that's something I oh. forgot. Hold on, this episode was directed by Rick Famuyiwa. What? Rick Famuyiwa. Yeah, you may also okay. recognize him from he directed. Nothing that I've heard of. <laughs> Nothing? But yeah. maybe you guys have heard of it. Uh, Brown Sugar, Our Family Wedding, Dope, I have heard of that. Uh, that's kind mm. of it for stuff. But that's him. Yeet. That's Ray All right. Famayua. All right. So if you guys liked this episode, check out some of the check movies Check out his other works. All right. Yeah, <laughs> he did direct one of my least favorite episodes of the entire show. So, oh yeah, can't wait. We'll get that. to that when we get to it. But where do I want to go from here? So he's unsuccessful. He, yeah, he's unsuccessful. Oh yeah, I remember. He's climbing, going off what you were saying. He's climbing the the sand crawler, the the sand fortress, as 
he calls it later on, mm. or the crawling fortress. He yes. gets hit in the head with a rock or something, and it's literally an anvil strike <laughs> on his helmet. It Ridiculous. cracked me up. I, and when the, he throws the jaw out the window and he smacks into the ground, and it's just yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> so ah! There's so much violence against the Jawas in this episode. Tutini! That oh yeah. Tutini! The end of the the end of that sequence is pretty funny too when he gets electrocuted, just mm -hmm. blasted with uh, wow, what do they call him? There's a name for uh, mm -hmm. fuck. Ion guns. You're right. No no no, you're right. Yeah. They blast him with just a whole lot of fuck. <laughs> just right to the face just right to the face oh, so Chase unsuccessful he falls off the sand crawler okay yeah, what happens now they walk all the way yep. to Queels <laughs> a lot of walking in it, turns in, it turns they into the Lord walk. of the Rings movie and they make it to Queels hut again and he's like yo just go trade him back for your shit and he's like I don't it's my shit. And he's like, well, if you want it, you're going to have to go trade some stuff. So you got to be a little diplomatic, ahead. right? Yeah. So they go and they're like, the Jawas are like, put your guns away. And he's like, I'm not. It's my religion. I can't. <laughs> Again, Joel, he's a firm are you, believer are you in the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, ain't no taking my guns. And then it's Quill part or, of my Quill religion. or whatever is like, hey. They're not going to take your guns. They just don't want you to have them right now. They just don't want uh, you to vaporize them. It makes them, them nervous. Makes them nervous because you know you shot a bunch of them with it. So anything but to add? They're like, Joel, you look yeah, they, like they're, you they're like, sorry, hey, I'm holding my breath. Go get us cups. this. Go get us this egg, and we'll give you your stuff. Right. So he's like, fine. And it reminds me of the. Uh, you know what would have been funny. As if they'd have um, paid homage to Almost Heroes, the Chris Farley and Matthew Perry movie, when he has to go get oh, the egg, yes. and he keeps eating them, so he's like, I gotta go get more, and she just needed the shell. What if he got there, and he's like, here, and there's like, oh, thanks, we just needed a piece of hair from it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. I do want to- Speaking of- but Anyway, the, they want this oh, egg. Oh, go ahead. Funny moment. Remember that I, I got a- mentioned the flamethrower so the whole miscommunication and then yeah you understand this and whew, that was pretty good. yes there's a lot of great moments but <laughs> the third amendment in mandalore i like how easy quill is he's like whoa calm down like turn it down a notch and he's you think he'd be more firm on him given he just told him like two or three times not to use any weaponry mm -hmm. but don't use weaponry i have spoken bitch <laughs> he says <laughs> just like that just like that there is, there is a line that you hear after the Mudhorn fight that they use earlier from Quill when he's speaking uh, Jawese or whatever, mm -hmm. Jawatees, whatever. Jawanese. He yeah. said like "na na you," and it's like they use na, the na, same you. line. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, the same line twice, and he's saying two different <laughs> yeah. things because the second time, oh, it's the second time, he says, "Fine, <laughs> go ahead without me," and then yeah. he doesn't say that. The first time he says it earlier in the episode when they're approaching the sand crawler when he says it, nah, nah, you. It's like fine, go ahead without me. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like when you hear in episode one the guy say, uh, "No one wanga." Like you gonna pay for that? Yeah. Like why would Bib Fortuna say that to Luke anyway? Whatever. Here yeah. nor there. Um, I Multiple like meanings. 
I like the like practical. The word fuck. Yes, practical effect. When the sand crawlers, <laughs> what are you driving, doing, that is a practical Joel? effect, I presume, right, Joel? The Sorry. sand crawler. He when was they go, staring at his crotch. What's up? Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes for this the, episode. Mm. Thank you very Use much. Use the force. I'm the not that upset. Hold on, I'm looking at my notes. Wait, guys, wait. Oh, I'm almost done looking at my notes. Oh, those are good okay. notes. You're going to have to oh, edit a lot man. out of this episode. Um, no. <laughs> and we just lost everybody. <laughs> We're losing listeners. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> We've come a long way. Those are... I don't know. So is Joel. It, He's actually on the show now. What? <laughs> He's Uncle Moisture? I don't know. No, we we've this come a long way, and he's come a long way. Okay. Let's just get to the when he fights the yes, mud horn or the muck the, horn no, or the mud horn or the sand horn. Cool music. Mm-hmm. Cool music. And we got to give a this shout out to Ludwig cool Gornson with the main theme. Incredible work Beautiful. on the main theme. You get some light yes. motives here and there for the Mandalorian. One of them is you hear it when he exits the sand crawler. When he's uh, about to approach the cave. And you always hear that. It's like something out of uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Like the whoo, you hear that. I don't, I don't right. even know what instrument it is, but you know what I'm talking about. You just did a great it. job replicating the sound. You just so. heard it. Yeah. But... Every time Mando enters a room, you even heard it in the first episode when he enters the the bar, cantina, whatever. But it's cool that they do that. They do that kind of little trope there. He's got that audio cue. And then you hear that. I don't even know how to describe it. It's really cool. It's like... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Before he enters... It's kind of like a vibration. But it's synthetic. It's really yeah. cool. I love how they did that before he went into the cave. And they kind of do these, like, rain droplet sounds, or yeah. Ludwig does. Yeah. Yes, very cool. And then you go into the percussion. Very cool. <clears throat> then We're going to release our own version of the soundtrack, if you're interested, listeners. Uh, yes. Just Christian, just Christian and myself just uh, making Houdini, awful noises. Houdini, and I guess Spencer's Houdini, in on it, too. Houdini, We'll do a Java remix. Java remix. Drop the bass. Egg, 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 egg. Okay. Okay. Good thing I'm not in the room. But Mudhorn fight. Let's talk about it. Let's shout it. What do we say? What do we want to say about that? Mudhorn fight. Obviously, the biggest moment is when he's about to fucking die and the child saves him. And that's our. How does he save him? First big look at him using the force. So he lifts the, lifts up the mud horn, like mud horn kicks the shit out of Mando. Like he's got nothing left. He's expensed mm-hmm. all of his weapons. His his armor's all screwed up. He's just laying there. But, Finally, yeah. he just draws his knife. He's holding his knife out, just like hoping it lands on its mark. And then the child just raises up the mud horn and drops the fucker. And then that's he sees that opportunity and, to stab it. So anyone else right bothered out. by how quickly the mudhorn is taken out with one stab? No. Because on second viewing, just watching it last night, that did bother me a little bit. It just seemed a little contrived. You take a knife like, to the brain. Tell oh, me how you oh, recovered. we gotta end the scene. Oh, okay, stab mudhorn once in the neck with a hide that's probably thicker than an elephant's, and he's dead. You ever, mm-hmm. you ever been, you ever met one? 
You know that no, for a fact? No, I've never met one. Thicker than they're an fictional you animals. I've never seen one. Have you ever been stabbed in the neck? Have you ever been stabbed in the neck? Actually, fun fact. Have you ever been stabbed in the neck? I've never been stabbed in the neck. Have you ever been stabbed in the neck? You want to be stabbed in the neck? Next time I come <laughs> do over, it. do the computer. Do it. No, if you come over, now you threaten me. Uh, nah, <laughs> but there's actual <laughs> what? <laughs> there's actual historical allegory to this animal. This is based off a real living creature. The mudhorn is. Yeah, rhino. I cannot. Re I can't remember the name. Not a rhino, but a rhino. an actual. I think it Sorry, lived. Rhinoceros. I think it lived during the ice age or something like that. But I think it's interesting uh, they are taking an element. I mean, there are creatures that existed in the real world, like the variant of the mudhorn and also the giant elk that you see a Thranduil ride in The Hobbit. That's based off of an actual elk, an Irish elk, I believe. But mm -hmm. they're taking these fantastical animal ideas and putting them into Star Wars. Some, I, I, a I, I would have liked to make it a little more unique because the mudhorn, how it looks, given what I've seen from the pictures of the actual creature in real life, it looks like it's too... Samey. I would like to Star Warsy it up a little bit, or maybe I'm just talking out my ass. But mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> sounds like it. No. But anyway, I think I think it's cool. I wish Mando had a heads up display of some sort through his visor, kind of like Master Chief or something like that, or Samus and Metroid. That would have been cool. Iron Man. Kind of a cool. That would have been a cool. Yeah, Iron Man. That would have been cool. A visual element there, but. Otherwise, I think good episode. It, it, it it's kind of like a filler episode in a yeah. sense, but it gives us important information about the child. And I think I think people with the with the connection to Yoda just through its species, you kind of assume that it's going to have some force abilities. Mm -hmm. But and I and there's just I, one that more, was still a bigger reveal. One more deep mm -hmm. cut too, uh, just <clears throat> right at the very end after. He gets the suga from the Mudhorn and gets his parts back, and Queel helps him assemble. Then there's we got another deep cut fan service moment when uh, he's trying to compensate Queel. Queel won't have it. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah. well, I could use a crew member. And then he's saying, I worked my entire life to be free of servitude. And that's that calls back to not only episode five, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Think of the Ugnaughts that are down and sorting the junk in Cloud City. But it's also limbs. largely a part of the old uh, expanded universe legends, like they were an enslaved race to the Empire type of yeah. deal. So that was a huge, another huge fan service moment there. I right probably the read about the Ugnaughts in the encyclopedia at some point, or one of the mm -hmm. versions of the encyclopedia about what they were and whatever. But, oh, so you mean you read uh, encyclopedias um, too? Okay. Actually, I got a, I got, I'm gonna bring some goodies next time. You can't see them, <laughs> but man, we really gotta do get the camera cool. stuff up and running. We could even live stream this. Maybe, but we anyway, will. we, I think Maybe we should we do will. a live episode once. But Maybe. that's for down the road. That's for down the road. Could be something interesting. Um, but if there's an what if after you said I've done my time of servitude or serve servitude. <laughs> Serpent, whatever, and then he's like, "Yeah, that's great. You're not gonna be my servant, though. You're gonna be like my crew member. You're gonna be my co-pilot." Mm -hmm. So yeah, what that's what Davy Jones he told just, Bootstrap Bill. And look what happened. Yeah, that's what Darth Vader told me when he said, "You're gonna come here and be my luggy." What? I couldn't <laughs> do it, Nate. <laughs> 
Can we talk about briefly, real quick, yeah, how in. disgusting this egg is? Well, it <laughs> it's looks hairy, like, dude. It's, disgusting and gross. And then it to, just has this uh, jizz golden in nope. it. Ugh, and they're nope. just eating it. Nope. It, frick, ugh. It's Think just about, like pure egg yolk. Yes. Yeah. Think about the uh, the a chicken egg yolk mixed with the white, just mixed, just yellow it's liquid. Not mixed with like honey, sticky. That's what it looks sperm. like. Well, you know what it looks like. You probably watched it already, listener. I'm sure it tastes but, great. But uh, the egg, it looks. I don't. What? How do I describe? It? I'm trying it. Gross. It looks like shag carpeting that got wet. Yeah. Or oh, dirt. Or shag on. carpeting that got mud up. on it. And yeah. all wet. I'm actually going to throw up. Right. That's what it looks yeah, like when he first initially odd. grabs it from the cave. It, it kind of... Yeah. Hairy egg. You can buy plushes of the egg, though. I've seen. What? I'm sure. That's crazy. Yeah, you can buy plushies of it. Pillows. Okay. Why? Well, put that on the list of things. Pillowy mounds of mashed Cool. Very cool. Should but, we talk about... Good episode there. This episode... episode there. The sin? Before we go on to episode three, this uh, episode has a chapter in, three. I chapter you. I got you into it now, didn't I? Episode three is Revenge of the Sith. Joel. Chapter three is this, the next episode we're going to or chapter we're going to talk about. Dang it! But no, this episode kind of has a little ring theory story structure in itself, self-contained sure. because it opens with it begins with him and his ship being ransacked and whatever. Parts taken, stolen. They were stolen from me. Yeah. Ends with him getting, you know, building it back together. Which, what is the purpose? I was asking myself last night, what is the purpose of this sequence? Um, no, what <laughs> sequence are you referring the, to? The Kristen? sequence when they're building the ship. Him and Quill are yes. building the ship. And well, it might go quicker if you help me out, or whatever he yeah. said. Get a little yeah. trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that was just to show camaraderie being built between the two. Yeah, I think it was also just to show the, showcase the music because you could have and cut you could have cut forward to them having built the ship already. Right, but also story to reinforce the idea, like Mando is kind of on a here a similar hero's journey, one that kind of reflects what goes on in the original trilogy and whatever the Skywalker thing. Uh, it's a little different, obviously. But, you know, Quill, Quill is like the wise wise one, so like the Yoda-esque creature. The mentor, and then, yeah. So there's there's those callbacks to, you know, not only we got the deep cut fandom stuff, we got we got the Lucasian uh, callbacks to like Kurosawa and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, this one particularly, like I've never seen it, but supposedly Lone Wolf and Cub the Kurosawa movie. Ah, which I've seen people so, talk about that as well. <clears throat> yep. Kurosawa has been a films? very reliable yeah, make films, source. But if I did that, have a samurai, you're going to get a set of better clubs, going to find the camera, Danny up just on my arms, I know he's flying off the back swing. What's up? What are you singing? Chapter three. Nope. Chapter nope. Three. There's even some. Nope, we're not done talking about the egg, Joel. We're not done talking about the fucking egg. All right, good. <sighs> not the egg, but just con- I know I'm going a little backwards, Just, but there's sim- you even get similar camera work, too. With him, in the beginning, he's looking at both of his engines. They're shot. They're not working. They do the same shot in the end, but they're working because Quill helped him out and get him fixed. I just think mm-hmm. there's some intention possibly there in mirroring the shot structure 
and then kind of mirroring and having the story in the self-contained episode comes full circle on itself, if you will, if you know what I mean. Right. I think it's nice that they do that. And I think some of it might be intentional because I have heard John Favreau talk about the hero's journey in some interviews and about why the Star Wars stories are so effective and whether or not ring theory is kind of kind of a separate thing from right. the the Joseph Campbell stuff. And I think Hero's anybody journey, like but at, it's kind of relevant. At, at this point, it's it's the Joseph Campbell stuff, the Kurosawa stuff. All of that is so well established that it's like, if you're a Star Wars director, you know it's almost considered sacrilege at this point to not go back and look at those things. Mm-hmm. And not that you have to always put in an influence in each and every episode or each and right. every movie, but understand why. You know. Yeah. So I think it, yes. it's gotten to that point with Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, a fantastic like episode in season two, absolutely fantastic episode that takes elements from what we just got done talking about. I can't wait to talk about that. But more on that later. <laughs> well, the first one of the year. <laughs> yep, yep. So you yes. had to get it in there. They're on the That's planet. what she said. And He's the office there. reference. Woo! He's the project manager. Um, <laughs> That's tomorrow. Chapter three. There you go. The sin. Mando arrives to the client and hands over Baby Yoda. His reward is a shit ton of Beskar that he then takes to the Mandalorian Club hideout and gets in a tussle with knockoff Boba Fett. The armor maker proceeds to construct new armor while Mando has flashbacks of his childhood. He enters the saloon with his new wardrobe and wants a new job. Combat Carl tells him to go on vacation, but he's like, nah, bounty is life, bruh. Give me my next job, biznitch. He gets a bounty puck and heads out, but doesn't leave because he has feelings for the child when he finds the ball to the stick shift that BY50 was playing with. And earlier in the episode, BY50 took the ball off his stick shift thing, wanted to play with it. Mando was like, bitch, give me that. Yeah, you can't play with that. You're a kid. Go back in your seat. So now we have stealth mode video game level of Mando sneaking around picking off stormtroopers one by one in search of the child. Props to stormtroopers. They actually did hit him. It's just when they do it, something is still useless because he has Beskar armor. So it's like we finally get him hitting him and it doesn't work. Oh. So now <laughs> we have, I already said that, Man- Mando sneaking around. He finally finds the child, but the doctor is there experimenting and giving, keeping him alive. He's an honest dude. Mando gets the kid. Upon escaping, every bounty hunter fob in town goes off, and he's surrounded. But when you think all hope is lost, the Mandalorian clan rises from the sewers and takes out the bounty hunter, the other bounty hunters, so Mando can escape. He does so and gets saluted by Jetpack Mandalorian and then gives the ball thing to the child. So the story comes full circle and he adopts him officially. This is the way. B B Y fifty. Let me tell yeah, you. Let me just. This episode directed by Deborah Chow, 
who you might remember from an episode of Doctor of Mr. Robot, um, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Better Call Saul, American Gods, uh, The Mandalorian, and she is the executive producer and director of the upcoming Obi-Wan series. Yeah, that's I was going to say that's why I'm really excited because this is yeah. one of the best initial episodes of The Mandalorian. It's well shot. Yeah. It's got it's got good action. The cinematography Especially, in this whole show is Oh, great. the cinematography, just the choreography too. Like when he what you know, he's spying around the client's base, whatever. Werner Herzog's place. And he's going after these stormtroopers. When he he goes up behind one and like Assassin's Creed's him. That was really stupidly yeah. said. <laughs> he goes up behind somebody. <laughs> just assassins. Um anyway. Just, yeah. He just uh, <laughs> That was stupid. What? It's this okay. is like a video game level, though. Like when you're sneaking around, it kind it's like of any, is. It's any like video a, a game level, level where there's you can't get caught. It's like a mission out, and of you got to like Creed. take them down silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really well shot. It's really put together, well put together. No, just the it's fact. Cool, but I love how. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I love that even when the stormtroopers hit something, <laughs> his Beskar, it can't be it's damaged. Ting. So it's like, yeah, we got some. Oh, he has armor. Yeah. We have armor. <laughs> Ours doesn't work. Their so, armor doesn't well, okay. work. We're kind of all over the barbecues place. barbecues the one stormtrooper, which goes again into the brutality of the show and just the nitty-grittiness of bounty hunting, that sort of thing, whatever. Right. But... I like how you pointed out the in your little intro, Spencer, the Combat Carl. Oh, it's because a Combat Carl. Carl Weathers is the voice of Combat Carl in Toy Story 4, remember? Yes. That's why I... Is that why you did that? That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, that is why I did that, yeah. Okay. This episode really, <laughs> really ramped it up. And I was a little surprised that it did so so early in the game but i mean this was a part of a of a there we're still trying to hook in the audience here mm-hmm. and they did it this episode was like balls man balls to the you. wall and and speaking of balls it opens with baby yoda reaching right. for a ball yeah remember Ooh, that right remember that and there's been remember that remember remember that because there's a line that Mando says right at the top of the episode. That's Don't not a toy. That. That's not a toy. Mm. And it made me think because all these pictures going around like, oh, what if Baby eventually makes a lightsaber and it has the ball in it? That'd be And sweet. it's like, it's not a toy. Yeah, kind of like how that. you were talking about how Luke <clears throat> was waving the lightsaber around. Like right. it, when, when he was a novice, it was just a mere toy, but then he becomes more... That would be dope. Ad- adept. Yeah, that would be dope. And it, you're talking. I've seen the same Im- images. It's like yeah. people have done renderings of a little teeny tiny lightsaber, and it's got that the shifter knob for the pommel yes. of the hilt. Mm-hmm. The way yep. this so, is. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I just like that connection to what Spencer was talking about in our Star Wars series a while ago. In that, when Luke first uses it, it's a toy. But then, as he grows throughout the films, it becomes a weapon. Like an actual weapon yeah. that he grows adept with, right? Yeah, little 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 nugget there, right at the beginning. And uh, there's also, did you want to say something, Spencer? I think you wanted to uh, say something. No, not yet. Okay. 
What are you, Joel? What do you have to say? I'm I'm trying to pass the baton a little bit. Oh, how how I nice just got of done you. talking. How, a how lot. considerate. Pass the hilt. Uh, so they're like they they're back on Navarro now. Um, obviously, you know, grief cargo. Like Dave Navarro. Nope. Like uh, <laughs> grief, brief, brief Saman. You know, they're expecting you. He goes to the client. They have a little con- uh, conversation. Pershing is like all obsessed. Like because he doesn't want the. You know, he mentioned in the first episode that he didn't want the child harmed or whatever so he's inspecting he's like oh child is in perfect health whatever um and so he gets paid he gets a whole camtono of beskar now this camtono Camtono. i'm gonna seize this opportunity maybe these deep cuts are gonna become my thing i don't know but it's another deep cut because this camtono this white fucking bucket thing that it comes in is uh, <laughs> this. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But <clears throat> this is a deep cut from uh, uh, yet again, episode five, Empire Strikes Back, uh, when the Empire shows up and Lando's like, "Get the hell out of here!" and everybody's fleeing Cloud City. We see a gentleman in a jumpsuit running around, uh, and he's got the same looking device in his hand, which at the time in the seventies was just a fucking ice cream maker. Uh, it didn't really have a purpose. So he's running with that same thing. And it didn't really have a purpose. It was just one of those things that was another ridiculous prop in the 70s and 80s that they t- found in a pile and put it in the movie. But now it has a purpose. It's a Camp Tono. It's a Camp Tono. And it has functionality. So thank you, yeah. Will Roll Hood. <laughs> I wonder what, what I Thank you, Will Roll <laughs> I wonder what the <laughs> I wonder what the canonical name is for Qui Gon's ladies shaving. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a comlink, but yeah. yeah. What if Qui Gon went to talk using his quotes communicator, and he he's like, "Yes, ah, ah, I cut my finger." <laughs> and it's just over. <laughs> what if he went, he went to talk and his <laughs> oh, I cut, I cut my oh, finger. Wrong button. I cut my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad you actually did the Qui Gon impression because oh, I, I just totally fell flat. Yeah. You but, <laughs> so yeah. This is the the sin. The sin. Yep. <sighs> okay, the sin. Joel, do you want to give it a shot? He's yeah, but first he's like really uncharacteris- uncharacteristically curious about like the fate of the child, and so like that's a little like why what's going to happen. Uh, then he goes back to the covert. Then he goes back to the covert after he talks with Dr. Pershing and the client. That was really cool, Joel. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to hear my... Vader's Light Up Sketchers. Character Spotlight of the episode. Oh. Brought to you by Season 2. Y'all guys remember... Y'all guys remember... This is a short one because I didn't write it down because I was, I was in a crunch, but... Y'all guys remember in episode two, Attack of the Clones, there was that little cantina scene, that little bar scene with the football going on in the backgrounds, and Obi-Wan was just trying to get a drink, and then that one guy came up to him and was like, want to buy some best death sticks? <laughs> want to buy some death yeah, sticks? Yeah, what was his name again? I'm Shut you, up. What was and his then name? I'm getting to it. And then he... he <laughs> He was like, you don't want to sell me death sticks? I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life? You want to go rethink your life? Well, do you feel old yet? Because he went back to medical school 
He's been working on cloners. He 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 got he got in with the client Werner Herzog and really got his life back on track. Ladies and gentlemen, this doctor's real name. Elin Sisabagano. So that's uh that's how Elin uh yeah, he did end up going back to medical school. He's this doctor. But I like how the doctor's not just like a bad guy. Like, yo, I'm trying to keep it alive and did he, I'm just I have a job to do, you understand. Did he go to Camino University? Camino State. <laughs> <laughs> With President Lamasu. Are you sure Dean, it's Lamasu and not Dean of Sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. But I wonder how they direct Hey Nick, we need you to say some stuff in Jawa. Can you just say you need some to sound gibberish? slightly inebriated and then go from there? <laughs> no, sure, I spoke. But put those boys in the shit. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mixing real Nick Nolte with <laughs> Truck of Thunder? Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Put those boys in the shit. <laughs> Great film. Great film. Okay. So how about no, the Mandalorian but... the sin? What are we talking about? <laughs> Let's just talk about the Mandalorian cave here real quick. And he went to medical school because anyway. Because we see because we it mentions, hey guys. We only go out one at a time because we're like an endangered clan or something. They know that we're... Yeah, like, they only go out one at a time, right? Because they're like endangered people. Because people don't like them, is that... But anyway, that foreshadows... Their armor is valuable. Yeah, that foreshadows, like, at the end when they all come out. And it's just a really... The every each episode has done that so far where it's dropped a thing that came back later and that's good writing that's how things are supposed to be but we only go out one at a time this is the way but if one of ours is in a bind send in the troops right and it's super cool even though it's gonna blow their cover yeah but that's okay cause they blow them up boom they didn't just blow their cover they blew Spencer's balls off <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna blow. A lot of blowing in this the water, episode. The water, the main, the mains. And this is where <laughs> Paz Visla, aka Heavy Gunner Guy, Big Guy, <laughs> uh, Paz Visla, as in probably Pre Visla's cousin, whatever. Pre Visla being from the man, um, Clone Wars. So Paz isn't too happy when he sees. Uh, the Camtono of Paz Dispenser. Like, this is this is dirty money. Like this is Empire. This is from the uh, what does it say? This is from the Empire. This is this Beskar was smelted in an Imperial forge. Yeah. This was taken so, to the Great Purge. And this yeah, we should be this Mandalorian is waiting tables with an Imperial or nope, wait, not nope. waiting tables. <laughs> <laughs> I have a side gig. This Mandalorian. They have good tips at the cantina down the street. Why do you care? Why do you care? I'm a bounty hunter. The they don't get paid a lot. The bounties uh, But when we do, it's very few right. and far between. Yeah. And how is, he, for... how does he? How does he? How is? How is he supposed to say it, Joel? Warrior race. <laughs> like pre What from Clone Wars? Warrior race. <laughs> the hell i i need to watch is that the episode 
that is that the episode with Lux Bomquay or whatever his name Lux is? Luther. Lux Bon Lux Terry. Bon Terry. <laughs> who remember I've I've actually met that voice actor who played Lux Bon Terry. And it's just Get so funny the show. that the one episode you've seen with like uh It was when they were them Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is like the Lovebird episode between Ahsoka and Lux Bonteri. Dude, I've never seen the whole episode all the way it's through. Right. I always fall asleep during it because I watch it at night when I'm going to bed. Well, that I mean, that kind of describes. So the I have, of is the that show. the same? Basically, what I'm trying to get to is that the same episode with the Warrior Wraith? Uh, <laughs> no, that's when that's like one of the first ones when they found out that he's like part of the death, the Death Watch. Previs was head of the Death Watch, and there's a whole Death Watch thing, which more on that later. But that armor is probably heavy. Death Watch <clears throat> comes yeah. in, yeah, probably in our next episode. So he has a little tussle with Mando. Uh, the armorer kind of is like, like, cut it out. The, she gives him the whole "this is the way" monologue. She pulled a Hillary Clinton. Cut it out. Shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, this um, is the way. This is the way. Hey, man, listen, back there, I'm really sorry. I know you're just trying to get an upgrade in your armor, and you deserve it. You you got the big the big ticket item. I mean, you've had shitty armor your whole life. So, you know what? That was my bad. I apologize, and I want to take you out. Uh, I want to take you to the cantina. I want to get some drinks on me. What do you say? But don't forget your, your hat and helmet. Some social distancing. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Oh, you'd like that? How exactly are you going to drink? By taking your helmet off? Caught you, motherfucker! No. Right. A straw. I stick okay. it up in the helmet. Drink it through a straw. <laughs> we can still go for drinks. I'm just picturing now Mando sticking a straw up his helmet and just hear, <laughs> hearing the... Hearing the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, another thing. Another cool thing we got to mention. Live-action vibroblades. What's that? A classic Star Wars weapon from the EU. Vibroblades. They're little knives. This episode brought to you by Vibroblades. When Lars or pre- Lars? Vizlar. Or at least I think it was Lars. <laughs> no, when John Favreau gets in a fight with, with Mandalorian. Paz Vizla. Yeah, Paz Vizla. Paz when Vizla. was there a Vibroblade? They had a Vibroblade. You didn't notice it, the, it, when the, the, the blades cabinet? were vibrating? In, down in the... Wait, wait, back up. What are you trying to say, Joel? You broke up a tiny Are you bit. talking about when they when they uh, they swing open like the cabinets? I don't remember vibrant. No, 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 no. When they're down in the the convent, basically. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> they're not nuns. Covert. What is it? The covert. The covert. <laughs> when they're down in the covert. Mandalorian nuns. When they're down in Sister the Sister Armorer. Beskar be with the... you, and also with you. This is the way <laughs> to our lord. When they're down in the covert, and they get into the fight, and they pull knives on each other, and you see the knives are vibrating. I guess. Kind of yeah, a similar vibrating effect to when Palpatine is holding Ray and Ren, Kylo, or yeah. Ben hostage. Kind of the same effect. But I was like, oh, that's cool. That's vibroblades from, like, KOTOR and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but... Just a cool, cool little deep cut. Another cut from the extended universe, expanded. Hey, universe. stay off the deep cuts, man. That's your thing. That's yeah, your thing. I have the theory. Spencer's got the character spotlight. Yeah. You two Speaking got of character spotlight, yeah. What is the armor person? What? What's her? I don't title. Sh the armorer. That's the armorer. all she's called. Who is she voiced by? Anybody know? Ah, uh, I don't remember her name. I mean, I guess we can look it up. 
by the magic of the internet. Look this it up. episode brought to you by do it. the internet. Do it. I One, am. Two. Three. Talk about stuff. Look it up. While I'm doing Type it. Type it in. Look it up. You know what? Three. You know what? Two. I'm going to smack the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Her name is uh. as follows, and I quote Emily Swallow. She is the armorer. Emily Swallow. Not Spitz. Whoa. <laughs> Spitzer it, swallows. Uh, it's an old, it's an Austin Powers joke. So Armorer makes some more cool shit for him. Um, the whistling birds. And he has some extra. Those. So they make yeah, the whistling birds. Bird, Remember how missiles. rare and exceptional they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he gets tight. He's gonna he's cornered by he's outnumbered like five to one with stormtroopers. But he's like that's cool because y'all well, guys up, miss. Up, and when you we don't got, miss, got, I got Beskar, bitch. The Clone Wars. And he shoots him with too. the little whistling willows. Clone Wars. Oh, what are they called? Yes. Bumblebees. Whispering birds. What are they called? Bumblebees. What? Bumblebirds. No. Whistling, whistling birds. birds. But before that, while she's making those and all that stuff for Mando, he's having more flashbacks, mm-hmm. and we get to get a more more of an idea of why he hates droids so much. So, yes, because we see <clears> super bad droids. And and this is a good. T- this is a good time to introduce what I was talking about earlier about these flashbacks and how they serve kind of dual purposes. <clears throat> Near the end of the episode, he gets the child. He leaves, but he's stopped. Hold on, let me back up. Yeah. With these flashbacks. They're not only showing us how, like, the origin story of the Mandalorian through kind of how he was forged as a person, as an individual from childhood from the Mandalorians. It's kind of cool how they did that with the forging of the armor, with showing us how his how his past was forged in that sense. But also, it's kind of not explicitly showing that a kind of bond, a dyad. Between Diane. him and boy. between him and the child, the child, because there's some when when we see in the escape sequence, which we'll talk about a little more in in a little bit, when he looks down at the child, he's like bundled up in in a blanket and robes, kind of like how Mando was when he was a kid and mm-hmm. he was discovered down in the well. That's a little later on, but all we see in the end of the flashback is the battle, the super battle droid, which I love. The inclusion of that prequel era right, yeah. content. And it does it so naturally. Yes. It's not it's in so your dope. face. It's just and it, it just it fits. Even though it's an original trilogy, post original trilogy story, it yeah. still fits and I love that. And even the gunships too. But, you saw the gunships, the yeah, separatist gunships yeah. lying around. So But just the similar yeah. imagery between Mando as a child and Baby Yoda, I think it's further cementing that connection between him and the child and he might even that he might have a, a bond with the child earlier on what you were talking about he's kind of sympathetic towards it he's curious about what's going to happen to it i think that's also just because it saved his life with these force abilities that he knows nothing about and it's just right. intriguing in that sense and it showed him compassion uh, what does the armorer say oh mm-hmm. and it, what's your signet well, he re- the mudhorn re- yeah he refuses the mudhorn signet he's like well yeah, you know the creature died, but it wasn't a noble kill. I had friend, f- I had friend from an, I had assistance from an enemy. He's assuming this is an enemy because he's starting to, you know, there's they're hinting at another deep cut type scenario where 
the Jedi were an ancient en- enemy of the Mandalorians, but, but they he don't. doesn't know. Oh, about, he doesn't know that, that it's really. He just like there's just knowledge of there's a, something about it yes. of a m- mystical wizard race that you know <clears throat> was at war with the Mandalorians. So you're a yeah. wizard, Anakin. So he doesn't get a signet, but also not yet. And of course, you get the thing about the little ball when he's about to take off. It reminds mm-hmm. him of the child. Oh. Yeah, he's a change of heart. At first thought, it's like, no, he puts the ball back on. I was going to make a yeah. joke like, shit, he <laughs> still has my ball. <laughs> I got to go back. But yeah. no. Um, <laughs> that would have been funny. It just, is it the force? Is the force kind of connecting them in a way or pushing him or compelling him to save the yeah. child I don't also? Think, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's... <clears throat> I would agree with you that maybe... Could you make an argument for it? The Force is manipulating the situation or something like that. Uh, And it's... it's, Okay. It's not actual Force sensitivity, but I think that what's going on between the two, between... No, no. um, Mando and uh, the child is that the Force is manipulating it in a way to bring them together. And right. it, like it you see, us, that becomes it surrounds us. It binds us. Yeah, yeah, that becomes more obvious as the series goes on. But oh I yeah, would yep. agree. On it kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings too, when Gandalf is talking to Frodo about how Bilbo was meant, yeah, to have the ring, and thus you are meant to have it too. So that's a, a comforting thought. Right. Kind of like how the events are unfolding in a way that's being orchestrated by the Force or something is what. We're basically saying, but <clears throat> so it goes back for the child on. and raises hell. Yeah, Mando's standing there. Odds are not in his favor. All the other bounty hunters, their fobs are going off because Baby Yoda is being taken out because Mando gets yeah. him. And so everybody, Carl Weathers, is like, if you put him down, I may just let you pass. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, Nah. So he gets in the droid-driven thing. He's like, Drive. And he's driving and shooting and shooting and driving. And then we get to the end and he's like, fuck, I don't have any other, I don't know what to do here. So all of a sudden, out of the ground, popping, popping the Mandalorian. It's really cool because remember in the beginning, he's like, hey, right. only one at a time. And now and they he's don't like, come from the ground, by the way. They come from the sky. I know. Are they dwarves? They, <laughs> so they come from the sky. And they're like, this is the way! And they... Jet, 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 jet. And we it's like the cavalry is here. It's one of those really like an endgame moment. Yeah. So, oh, it is like kind of an endgame thing. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Warrior race on your left! <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. That was awful. But it was, was sweet. Left, how they, uh, like, even though like they fight, it's like a sibling rivalry. Yeah. It's like in the end, right. this is the way. Like we're all it's Mandalorian. It's a We'll risk yeah. our... Yeah, you'll have like, to relocate the convent. It's like um Yeah. It's I did it again. No, the covert. The convent. It's it's like uh, you know b- this whole thing between Paz and Mando. It's like being American nowadays. Cuz like your fellow countrymen. Cuz we might hate each other, but then again, like if a foreign or alien force comes in to you know, then We'll stand All together. of a sudden, we're or, on the same page. Yeah. It, yes. It, it, moments of extreme Like what happened peril. with 9-11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got you. Uh, 
something about the covert. Uh, oh, covert so will they, need to be yeah, relocated. You need, yes, you need to yep. relocate and he just nods. Yeah. And so all I'm like, thinking yep. during this is I want to see, I can't wait to see Halo in live action, like the show. <laughs> I mean, there's been movies, but the way the Mandal, how good the Mandalorian armor looks makes it convincing yeah. that you you can do a Metroid movie or a Halo show. Well, they've already done a movie. Purely on your Metroid Chief. and Halo bullshit this episode, But man. I love them. <laughs> there's one thing that bugged me, but definitely didn't bug me. Just the cliche of um, when he when he's flying away and you get the jet pack oh, come up and salute even. him, and then he pulls this line, I gotta get one of those. <laughs> like, I, I well. Okay, the line doesn't bother me. Yeah. The line doesn't bother me as much as the freaking Air Force One <laughs> Independence Day flyby with the salute. I hate that. It's like, I hate that. It's my least favorite part of the episode of the show. It's like it's the like what? fucking Rocketeer. It's like Rocketeer, <laughs> like 1946. No. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's like, I, that was so corny. That I liked it. The flyby with pre, with Post Vizsla or whatever his name is. <laughs> Post Malone. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing the... Doing the salute thing. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and then current Malone and then post Malone. Present Malone is actually what he goes by. <clears throat> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Mandalore is running in circles. <laughs> it's catching up with the Malones. We got a guy named Pre, a guy named Post, and a guy in the middle. His name is no. present. <laughs> next next thing you know, Bill Pullman. Shows up in the the back seat. So oh, Randy his... Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cousin Eddie. I'm himself. back. <laughs> I don't Randy understand these references. I didn't like the music either. It's like they had the tap. The they had the snare drum, like it's from Saving Private Ryan or whatever. It's Are like, you talking get about that in the stuff out of here. Didn't need it, or at I least do a more Star Warsian salute, not like this. Uh, what is he supposed I don't even, to do? Or, or, or maybe just like don't have that part at all. You know, I agree. Don't have it to show yeah. to foreshadow. Like I gotta get one of those. Yeah, he does say I gotta get one of those, which yes, that ends up being foreshadowing, but not necessary. Like still, even it's, though it's I even agree. though it was a like a purposeful. Foreshadowing it's just moment. Goofy. Yeah, I liked it's it. It's goofy, little goofy, yeah. but I liked it. Other than that, is a pretty dope episode. And other than that, until this so far, episode, yeah, yeah up until best this point, so probably the best moment of the series so far. Of you know, at and, this at this point in time when it was coming out, like in real time, I was like, wow, okay, that was the best episode so far. Episode or chapter three, that's mm-hmm. the best yeah, one. Chapter Let's see three. if we can chapter three. Know, see what happens next then, time. Well, we ain't seen next week. Yeah. And another interesting thing about this chapter is it does the similar thing that uh, episode two did in that it has that circular chapter two, structure yeah. again. Oh, another thing. Oh. This is going to come into play. This is something <laughs> I noticed last night, too. There's a robot amongst all the fobbers. That's what we'll call them, the hunters with all the fobs. Cool, awesome scene, by the way, when mm. Mando escapes with the child and everyone in the bars fob. Lights up right, yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, you Very cool. about to go down. Well shot. So who's this robot? Riveting. This robot, it looks like 
the same robot that shows up on the prison break episode and i firmly think it's the same one the zero yeah. zero the robot i th i do think it's the same one i think and we'll correct. talk more about that when we get there because he does some stuff in that episode that makes you question why but we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there but yeah, very interesting and not only that but these whole three episodes form that circular structure as well mm -hmm. i think i mentioned it earlier just where you begin on Navarro, you get the, the bounty, you go get the child, you find the child, you have the filler content, which extrapolates more about the characters, and then you have this filler, this third a chapter, chapter, we need to start calling them chapters, you're right, Spencer. Yeah, But it fills, out, it fills out this little mini arc where we can go on, and now we're wondering, what is he going to do now that he's taken the child? And yeah. presumably grief is dead because he shot him. But you find out, no, he's not dead because he's got Beskar in his pocket. Which, by the way, why wouldn't Mando get pissed off if he had a slab of Beskar that shouldn't belong to him? It belongs to the know. Mandalorians. He does know. He showed him. That oh. Beskar. At the bar. It belongs oh, yeah. to he's me. Like, even I, I even got a little rich out of the deal, too, Mando. Yeah. Pulls it out of his pocket. Carl Weathers wants Mando, like, he's really pushing, like, he's showing his hand as a shady motherfucker because he's like, yo, take a vacation! <laughs> and then when he wants another job, he's like, fine. Here, like, he's he's shady. He's like, y you get out of here. Go, go. I was thinking about that before we started recording, too. Like, what is his deal? Like, what is his motivation for what he's doing? I don't know. Because he's the director of the Bounty Guild on that planet, correct? Yeah, he's the or project Navarro. manager. Like Dave Navarro. And they named it after Dave Navarro, the uh, guitarist yeah, sure, for uh, sure. Anthrax. And host of Ink Master, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Fuck what I meant. Fuck a duck, guys. Okay. My bad. Dave Navarro <laughs> or whatever the hell, he was not in Anthrax. I have to correct that <laughs> because people are going, they do care. We did this before. I won't let, I'm not going to do this again. He was in Jane's Addiction, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Deconstruction, The Panic Channel, Camp Freddy, uh, Spirits in the Sky, Marilyn Manson, Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, Alanis Morissette, and Finger Whoa. Eleven. Yeah, a lot of But he is the host of Ink Master, right? He is the host of Ink Master. That's okay. it. Machine's down. No more ink. Yeah. Love that show. <laughs> I'm a sucker for trash television it. and tattoos. I just see it on my Netflix every time. Yeah, I suppose so. I can even show you the Twi'lek baths. Is that like a sex thing? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> like a strip club? They call uh, it the Leku. I think they just cool. leave it to your imagination. Like a slowed down version. He goes to a Colin strip club. Colin Colin Mockery. The stripper alien going, Use your imagination. <laughs> oh, Sliced Noodles. No, but it's like a slowed down version of it while she strips. Ah, right. Ah, ah. <laughs> right, Joel? That shot's annoying. What shot? I mean, yes. Personally, I'm a fan of the triple boobed or sex couplet boob lady. Uh, triple titty. That yeah, the triple me titty. and Joel would dance oh. to it. At w W C K S the whale, we dance in the studio to the the triple the sex tuplet boobed woman who dances yes. for Java. I think she's got a very long name. Can't remember, but we'll just call her six, six boob lady for short. Six tit. 
But so that's I a think good that's what I called her. Spot to end. <laughs> So these whole three episodes, strong start to the series, makes me care about something that I originally did not. I, w- I only started watching it because I'm like, all right, Star Wars, I'm sure they're going to throw some stuff in here that I do care about. Turns out they do, but that's not why I'm continuing to watch. I'm watching because I like this character, the Mandalorian. You care about him because he's actually like a nice guy. He's not just like a douche. Like, I don't talk. I'm just stick to my, I'm a lone ranger. I don't need anybody's help. He appreciates help and he recognizes help and he's kind of a humble guy. And he realizes his connection to baby Yoda. And he's like, I got to go get him. I'm going to adopt him. You know what? I'm taking the leap. Maybe my girlfriend will come back to me if I adopt this child. (laughs) Turns out he never had a girlfriend. And that's your character spotlight number two. <laughs> no. And- but it's, it's a cool, it's cool. It's a great show. It's shot mm-hmm. well. The music is great. The action's great. The effects are great. Everything is just really, really nice. And we're getting enough fan service to where it's not too much. And it's just enough to keep us in it. Mm-hmm. 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 And I was, I was watching it last night. I keep saying that. <laughs> we're we're good. glad that you watched it so recently. Cool. Oh, but good for you. The reason I joke is because before I screwed up recording, <laughs> I hadn't watched them. Yeah. Because I had watched them with my roommate the month before, and I had a busy schedule, so I couldn't squeeze yeah, them in. But like I watched starry. them. And as I was watching them last night, there I go again. I was thinking to myself. I would like to, I would like it if they did like a, a fathom event or something we could watch these in a theater. Yeah. Just yeah. because of how cinematic it is and the quality yeah. of it and the storytelling. And that's very good, yeah. very well done. They're and the world themselves. building it. What's that? Said so they're proving themselves because of all like and they're, you know, getting into more of the behind the scenes stuff. It's like the new technology, like they they're oh, revolutionizing yeah. it. They're using the volume. They're using all these new things, and the it's gotten easier. It's gotten easier to make these series, and that's why there's going to be so damn many of them. And it actually looks better. Yeah. The stagecraft technology they're using. Yeah. I admit, I have to watch the gallery episodes still. We, can, we might be able to talk a little bit about those on our wrap up. Maybe. But I don't plan. It on is cool them. to see this move. This kind of technology replacing the green screen. Mm-hmm moving forward because it is especially on that ice planet they're on at the beginning that technology looks so good right just yeah it visually. does everything looks great and it feels but, like Star Wars it's the first live action show that we've ever gotten and it's it really you know set the stage for the 20 others that they announced or whatever right so it, it's it's right. it's exciting times to be a Star Wars fan to be a Disney fan to be a Marvel fan all that they're stuff. really leaning into the Disney Plus streaming now Yes, they know. We don't even they know. We don't even have a new Star Wars movie lined up. Yeah, th- yeah. Or do, we had they're lined up, but we don't know the, what they're going to be. Right. The squadron. Well, the first one's going to be Rogue Squadron. Oh, that's yeah. right, Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Yes, my bad. That's I'm really excited for that because I was a huge fan of the games. At least I'm actually game not. Too. I don't know what it's about, but I'm sure it'll be Rogue fine. Rogue Leader. Okay, but yes. 
the world building is astonishing in this series so far. I'm very pleased with how they weave in the 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 content from older things like Great Ewok Adventure, some of the prequel era things, the droids. It's just very well done. And how they they speak as if they all know what each other's talking about. Yes. It's kind of voyeuristic in that sense. We're voyeurs in that we're watching a window and into their istic. universe and they're talking about everything. They know about it all. We don't. And they're asking questions even of each other. Like Mithral. Like <laughs> giving us info about the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like that pikes our interest. Like, oh, are you allowed? Do you ever take off their helmets? And yeah. here we're learning about him. Have you ever seen a Mithral? Uh Right. molting or whatever or whatever I, I don't want to yeah but <laughs> but not named yet by the way but we do we just I not named yet <laughs> we learn his name in a few episodes so yeah hey been something there we did that something we you oh, know you, you like that who You know, it's it's a little jarring how it <laughs> happens. Like it's a little jarring. Something we didn't mention in our third act here, or there rather, was we're a mess. <laughs> you think in oh, season two we have our act what together? They wanted Baby Yoda for what they wanted Baby Yoda for his DNA. What were they experimenting on him? Without knowing what we know now, right? What is the purpose? Are they? Is he a clone of Yoda? Are they trying to research him because he is a successful clone of Yoda? Because in the EU, you can't successfully clone right. a Force user and have them be able to manipulate the Force. It's unnatural. Yeah, but it's the dark side use. is a gateway to a lot of things that pathway consider, <laughs> pathway to a lot of things that some people consider unnatural. So I know, and that's the thing. It's it, it's just building these questions up again, and it's yes. it is good. I mean, that's episodic storytelling for you. I'm in a series to keep people watching. What if we get the origin of Snoke eventually in one of these seasons of The Mandalorian? What if? Cool. Or one Jonathan of these other shows. Jonathan Jethro Ebenezer Snoke. <laughs> yeah, we I guess already we already know his him. intro. We already know trooper. who he is. Yeah, we already do. We learn about, oh, carbon freezing is now a legitimate way to capture prisoners. Yeah, like yeah. You, do, you don't need a whole ass like carbon freezing chamber. You can literally have one on your ship now. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Technology's come a long Vader, way. So. Vader liked it before it was cool. Yeah, hipster Vader. Before it was cool because yeah. he's frozen. Get it? That's funny, Christian. <laughs> funny. All right, Christian. Story. Thank our listeners and play us out. All right, everybody. That's been the first episode of season two of Sequel Men, the podcast. We got me here, Spencer King, and Joel Powie. Joel, the voice Powie. Back at you back with you in the new year we're heading forward with the mandalorian we're going to hit episodes four five and six in our next episode which will be out after this episode obviously that's great, how great episodes work here. good job yep but we're going to be back and we hope you'll stay with us we got an, we got a bunch of franchises that we're going to hit too this coming year we got marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2 mm -hmm. that we're going to be hitting in the summer. Summer of MCU 2. Can't wait for that. Thanks to HBO you, Max, we have a couple. I know. We One that I've been there. waiting for ever we since we started. Space Jam. We're yeah. going to plan for Space Jam yeah. when the new one comes out. Yeah. I do want to do the Naked Gun. 
Because okay. I watched the first one last night. We'll talk and about it. It's so funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, man. It's so funny. I think at some I, point we're bringing the hangover. Maybe some yeah, magic. Yeah, the kind to of the legs of that you want to bite or eat. But I, I, I totally ruined the line. But anyway, it's time to put this episode to a close. Yeah. You can. It's been. It's, yeah, me too. I got to yeah. actually work. You can listen. You can listen to this episode. You know, on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora now. We got Pandora. Yeah, we got Pandora. We got the, the announcement on our Facebook page from uh, Spencer there. And where else? YouTube. They are uploaded to YouTube. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're basically there. We have the RSS feed. Check it out. And, of course, we cannot forget Podbean. We have to say Podbean. I don't think we have to. Our hosting website. And we want to thank all our listeners. We want to thank all our listeners for checking out the show. I was just checking out the website on Podbean there, and we got a lot of... We're up in the 3,200 range now. Right, Spencer? Yeah. <laughs> We'd all like right. to get those into the millions. <laughs> That's not that much. All right, take it away! <laughs> okay. Carry on. Okay. Oh yeah, you can I'm also. Uh, is this my part? <laughs> Give us, uh, com. Uh, uh, <laughs> remember what I said about being rusty? You can find us on. So oh, there's a spider. Hang on. There you go, little guy. Um, How'd that get in there? I don't know. You can you that can follow. Toby. You can email the show directly at sequelmenthepodcast at gmail dot com, uh, and leave us what sequelmen at. Sequelman19 at gmail.com. I stumbled through mine. You're just falling down <laughs> the stairs on this Email one. this show. It's... <laughs> it's late. <laughs> Man 19 at gmail.com. It's late, guys. Email the show. We're gonna, Joel is taking over our social media, so we're actually going to be more... Yes. Uh, active Thank you, there. Joel. Find us on the Facebook. Find us on the I'll Facebook. Make the, I'll make find the a, thumbnails. Find, and find us on the Facebook. Sequel Men, the podcast. We're there. Get us. Instagram, Sequel Men, the podcast. And Twitter, I guess, at Sequel Men. Uh, <laughs> but just give us a five star on, on iTunes and write a review. I'll read it. It'll be fun. It'll be great. And uh, if you want to get healthier, go ahead and message me directly. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, Spencer's all... It's not a pyramid yeah, scheme. I, I hate Spencer's those. going all trust the plan on us over there. 12 pounds in a week. Christian, play us out. I already did. No, do your line. Guys, we can't wait until the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men, the podcast... All films are created sequel. Thanks. Season two. Bye. So, Joel, in a roundabout way, The Mandalorian, it, I don't want to say so, Joel. In a way, Joel. Why isn't a woman DeLorean? It, what about yeah, the child in today's DeLorean? world. But you bring up an interesting point. The Mandalorian is an allegory for the program. If you just trust the program, oh, it's not a pyramid okay. scheme. You get Baby Yoda, you get in better shape. Mm -hmm. Trust the program, and it'll trust you.